Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? And as promised, we are here with our question episode. Q&A. Q&A. You guys wrote in questions, and we've got the answers. Um, If you didn't see that post, join our Facebook group. It's a private closed group, and it's super fun in there. Vanderpump Rules Party podcast. Check it out. I was super excited for this. I thought, oh, how fun. I feel like I'm being Barbara Walters. Oh, my God. Um, I loved it. When I, the questions started coming in, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so yeah. much fun. Yeah, Holly texted me, have you seen the questions? I'm like, well, I, I try to, like, go in spurts. I catch up all at one time, and I take a couple-day break and whatever for sanity. And I was so thrilled, and it was so fun. I'm like, I wanted to answer them right then. And, like, one I did, and Holly's like, Sarah. Like school, like a school marm, like hitting me with a ruler on the on the palm of my hand. I was like, "Oops, sorry." I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. It was so fun. And like, I feel like Sally Field, and I know this is for your time, but some of you guys will get it. It's like you love me. You really love me. Like she got her Oscar award, and like she was just blown away. And like when I heard the questions, like because. We were like, hey, ask us about our theories or about our cast members, timeline, events, anything or anything about us, whatever. That was kind of like a side point. And like most of the questions are like, we want to know about you guys. I was like, oh, so you're saying you love me. (laughs) I literally learned about that scene that you're talking about from you from the podcast. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) So thank you for that. Thank you for that. That moment in history. I didn't have to do Ask Chad. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think I YouTubed it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, one of the questions was about Chad, and I wrote down uh, check dot 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 Chad wellness check. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, where's Chad? What's going on with Chad? How is Chad? And I'm like, mm, Chad wellness check. <laughs> yeah, I, I like my dream was that we'd be able to do this like um, and like my kids would be asleep and Chad could Skype in too and like come on for a little bit. But both of my children are awake in the other room going nuts. So Chad is helping the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, understandably so, because there's not a lot of ways you can get out there pent up energy these no, days. Yeah, yeah. And this used to be, like, my escape, like, going to your house to go podcast. And so now I'm just, like, enjoying it, staring at a wall. And um, <laughs> you know what? I I, I have been thinking, I, I would you ever be down to do, like, a Zoom meeting where people could watch us, Sarah, when we're just talking? I know we don't want to do that, but, like, yeah. maybe just for one we could try it. Or maybe we could, like, dress up as characters or something. It'd be funny. Well, and actually for my work, like my work we always use go to meeting but then we've been looking at different things for different things and there's something called Livestorm, and i've been looking at zoom and i've been evaluating all the different things and i know everyone now like the cast included they're doing zoom meetings and zoom social yeah, we, gatherings and I that do sort of zoom, thing I, we use zoom here with ronnie and with all of her stuff like five times a day and it's pretty yeah. i mean it's pretty easy yeah we can for sure do that and make it a group or yeah it'd be really fun we could have people come on or we could just you know we could record an episode you know people could watch or i don't know yeah let's for sure do it i'll shower that day i maybe won't hair my have my hair up in a top not with zero makeup on maybe i'll uh put five minutes of effort into it yeah yeah 
Anyways, yeah, down for it. You guys tell us what you want, what you want to do. Down for it. All right, cool. Um, we're going to get into the Q&A. I just missed one thing from a couple days ago when we were reading Jack's tweets. I forgot about this one, and it's just... It was so beautiful because I love it, and I have to point it out. So Jackson also pe- uh, tweeted, "Hey, does anyone else hate TikTok as much as I do? It's one thing if you're a young kid, but adults really can't. You just be happy with your Instagram and Twitter content." And it's like, okay, old man Jacks, and someone in our group, you know who they are, but you can also see this on Twitter. Um, I don't know if she was blocked or not. Um, Lily, you know who you are, Lily2872. Anyways, after he says this, she's like, you know, you know, he's like, can't you just be adults, really? She's like, um, didn't your wife just have a princess party? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, I'd be shocked if she wasn't blocked, but genius, brilliant, hilarious, best comeback ever. So good. <laughs> Love it. So I, I left that one out. I know I had it like on my notes and for some reason it. TikTok is like legit the only thing getting me through right now. It's my go-to app 100%. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it. I've been seeing some of that. You know, Sheena just started a, a TikTok on her quarantine. She started a YouTube, a vlog, and then she just started TikTok last week. So I've seen a couple. But, uh, yeah, I need to – I've downloaded the app. I just haven't uh, partaken. And I told Holly, I'm like, hey, throw my birthday video up on TikTok. Just just do it yourself because I'm not there yet. Well, I'm we need to make a Vanderpump one. I, I haven't done it yet. I need to do that. I need to make a Vanderpump Rules Party one, and we need to get it up for sure. And honestly, like right now before it like really – it's already taken off with the um, – you can't – they're not millennials. What what is this new generation of twenty year olds, twenty one year olds? That's that's the generation. It's even younger because it's like, it's like. Um... Well, yeah, because millennials and then the Brett crowd that thinks he has all these YouTube followers. Then that's the next generation that follows YouTube, but the even younger generation is TikTok. Yeah. So, we've we've got several generations going on. We so. sure do. Um, Brett, sorry, I think you joined the party a little too, too late. You're you're aging out. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right, I, I want to do a couple birthday shout-outs. Happy birthday, Brittany S. April seventh, coming up, and Marie and Maria Angela, April tenth. So just want to get it out there. Yay! And Ronnie's is April eleventh. She's gonna be six. I'm so excited crazy i know i know fast so crazy Um, there are some great podcasts out there uh sheena had tom and ariana on her podcast interesting bits they talk about um how lala's publicist really like pushed lala and directed her saying it would be a good career move to befriend the witches of WeHo, basically Stassi and Katie. That would be a good career move. So you can kind of see the shift there. Um, Sandoval straight up says, oh yeah, it came from our publicist. Um, I mean, I feel like like, that's like not, like, I feel like anyone off the street could give that advice. Right. Like that's, like to, I mean, I, I guess like to think like that they're angling like some sort of 
yeah. way makes it a little more interesting. Um, last night, Heather and I were messaging back and forth, and um, we were talking about, like, um, who Ariana and Tom and Lala and all those people are represented by, like, who their agents are, and that was super interesting. I think maybe on um, the next episode, we'll go through all of that and talk about who their management is, who has agents, who doesn't. It's kind of interesting. Ooh. Yeah, um, like I didn't write everything down, but like Tom, Ariana, and Lala all have the same agent. Um, And some of the cast does not have agents. They only have managers and PR people. So it's, um, I'd love to get some insight from some of our Hollywood insiders in the group as to like what that means and, you know, all that. Yeah. Well, also on her podcast, Sheena's podcast, she talked about her and Ariana being, you know, the only ones to really welcome and befriend Lala. So it's kind of interesting that they are the two not in her wedding. So I've always feel that way too, because, you know, Sheena was Brittany's first friend and they said they were best friends forever. And like really Brittany's kind of pushed Sheena to the sidelines as has Lala. So it's really kind of an interesting um, magnetism that the witches of Wheel suck these up and comers up and they just kind of diss their original friends. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was, like, super shocked to hear that neither of them were in the wedding. I just feel like that would be so awkward. I mean, I guess that's I, I that's kind of impressive that Lala was able to say who she wanted in and who not, because I probably would have just been like, okay, everyone can be, you know, everyone can be in the wedding. I don't know. It's, that's... Like, we're not friends anymore and that sort of thing. But yeah. I do think, like, I feel I have a soft spot. It's like, they were the ones that were your friend, took you in, helped you battle and support you during these But maybe in, in, maybe in like the big picture of it, like not just Vanderpump Rules, it's not being filmed. Maybe they're just not as important in her life as she, yeah. you know. Well, but for sure right now they aren't. Um, the other thing I liked was Danny Pellegrino had a Bravo Liberties all-star and he had a whole bunch of like just little interviews within a podcast. Uh-huh. He had like Brandy Glanville. He had Sheena, and I hadn't listened to it. And then I listened to it recently. And again, this is why. Like, I'm not saying we all have everything in common with Sheena, but this is the difference: is love or hate Sheena, she is always there. And people that hate Sheena will go to Sir and she's the first one to take a picture with them and be super kind to them and they always change their minds. People have said that about Jeremy too. They've had pre-conditioned ideas about Jeremy and they're like, oh my gosh, he was so nice or Jesse Montana or whatnot. Totally. But on Danny's podcast, she was saying, she's like, I know there's a lot of, you know, some of the cast, they like to like, oh my gosh, there's too many people. I can't meet these people or I don't want to deal with people or I hide in a corner. She's like, if she goes, if I could, like, my full time job would just be meet and greets, she'd be in heaven. She goes, and, and that's great, like, yeah, attention and whatnot. But what she really said that I loved and what I've always said, because she's very communicative with her fans, she said, I would love to meet fans every day. She goes, because they are our bread and butter. Without the fans, we have no show. So without fans and to be, you know, kind to them or or appreciate them she's like we are nothing and she has never lost sight of that and i just thought it was really refreshing 
Yeah, definitely. Instead of saying, oh, I can't go here. People know who I am. Or they want a picture. Or they want this. And she just says, hey, I'll take a picture anytime. Just maybe not when I'm at dinner mid-bite. Maybe wait till I'm done with my food. But let's all not forget, OGs, your fans are what make you. And I really appreciate when someone doesn't lose sight of that. And I think... Like, both the Toms haven't lost sight of that because they are both very kind in person. And, you know, it's just, it's a little lesson. Totally. <laughs> so, should we get into the Q&A? Let's do it. Cool. Well, the first one, did you print them out? Are you ready to go? Because the first couple ones are about you. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Do you want to read? Okay, well... Emily H. says, With all the wedding talk, I'm curious and nosy about how long you, Holly, and Chad were engaged before you were married, and why did you do the Vegas drive through versus having a ceremony with family and friends? Go for it. Okay, so how long were we engaged before we were married? Um, six months is how long we were engaged. Um, we got engaged in June and married in December. And why... Um, why did we choose that? I don't, it was all me. Like, I don't know. I had so much anxiety about planning a wedding with my mother and with my family and then Chad's family and just like all of the stress that it was going to bring everybody. Like, um, I don't know. There's, without getting into too much, there's just like a lot of working parts to our family. And it was just, like any sort of like fairy tale Britney esque feelings that I had, just it wasn't gonna work. Like it was it was gonna be stressful and just I don't know. Not enjoyable. Yeah, and so um we Too honestly, much planning yeah. that you would end up planning and it's just a, a job for you instead of pleasure. Yeah. And like when we got engaged, like I wasn't like we're not having a wedding. Like I was absolutely like going to plan a wedding. Like it's not like I, I didn't do anything in those six months, but I woke up one day in December and we were just like, let's just go and get married. Like we, there's, let's just go. And so we went to Vegas, not even planning to do a drive through. Um, and we called my parents and said, you know, do you guys want to come? And they said it was raining and they did not want to come. <laughs> So, um, well, you know, like Brandon, uh, Brenda, when she was doing that, I guess they all jumped on a plane, Kelly and Dylan and Brandon <laughs> and Brandon and Brenda's parents. They all, they all came. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like it was like a, like a kind of a, like we don't ever have like storms here and it was like kind of a gnarly day to, <laughs> I don't know, crazy. like. Like my mom, it was like super mad at my dad that they didn't end up going, but they, whatever. So Chad and I just went and you know what? Like I, to this day, I do not regret it. Like it was exactly what we wanted. It was exactly, not that the drive-through was our style or anything, but it was just low key. It was just us. It was like this intimate moment. Like I didn't want people staring at me when I like, I don't know. It was just, it was perfect for us and- you know, honestly, that's my whole thing, too. It's like, we all love the whole thing, but, like, sharing personal vows in front of it. Like, I, went, I don't like that part. That's what's always freaked me out. And I, I actually picture you having a grandioso wedding that I wish we were friends at the time because I would have, like, bulldozed. Your, I'm like, step aside, Diane. I'm taking control. I would have been Danielle, but, like, uh, a, a 
a more vicious Danielle at Sheena's wedding. Um, you know what I mean? Like I would have helped facilitate to make it what you want. So it's not all in you, yeah. but we didn't know each other then. But I yeah, love probably, that you didn't just go. Yeah. If I would have known you, maybe things like would have been different. But I, at that time I did not have anyone in my life that like I knew could be like an ally to help me like do yeah. what I, and I wasn't strong enough on my own. So I was just like, this yeah. is what I want. And it worked out, you know, I, I, but I, my one regret is I now that I have a daughter (laughs) two daughters I cannot believe what I did to my mom so I feel really bad about that like I just flippantly went off and you know pulled a um what's what's, what's Vicky's daughter's name Brianna yeah Brianna um I went and pulled it you know Vicky oh yeah very similar dynamic with Vicky yeah kind of bulldozing Brianna like I'm not saying Diane does that I'm just saying no yeah it's like it's it's not all my parents that were the problem either like like Chad has like a really strange family dynamic and like those coming together was just like it was a lot like you would have felt you would have had to cater to all of these people instead of just it being on you yeah and like I don't know like our families didn't have money you know and it was just like I'm not gonna put everyone through that and I, I can't pay for it myself I don't know it was everything well I personally love that you didn't just go and I have been to weddings at the little white chapel like in person i particularly love if you're going to do that the drive-through is just a way better story that's so yeah so when we got there like they laid out like first you have to go to like the little office the clerk of the court or whatever and get your your um license Mm -hmm. and so we went there and then and then it was like um you know like the choice of like going in and like standing there with elvis or like it was like all these ridiculous things and it was just us so it was like let's do the drive-through like it's a story it's funny and so that's what we did and it's timeless yes and it's great it's a great story i love it that's cool the next question for you was have you dug up anything juicy on bow in your deep dive Ah, not as juicy as i would like i mean i have some things like um i've gone deep into the x's deep into the x's and um that that is juicy like once I show you those pictures and everything, like we'll put it up in the group. That's pretty exciting. Um, but nothing, I, I, I haven't um, split off into the family yet. So I, I'm still, I'm, I'd say I'm like halfway through. Okay. You know what was interesting because I was listening and I might've skipped this one, but uh, thank you, Maggie, for pointing <laughs> it out in the podcast or in the Facebook group about, Hey, they talked about Bo's bankruptcy and blah, blah, blah in Stassi's podcast today so I did listen I went for a walk and listened and I was really interesting because they were playing like a let's get to know each other better throwing out questions and there was this one question it was kind of like you know oh if you could be stuck in an elevator with anyone you know anyone and for two hours you could talk and he said Bill Gates and blah 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 she's like well okay he's like well if I was single because she she kind of baited him like well what if it's you know like let's don't be all philosophical enlightened like Bill Gates it's like saying Oprah like okay yeah yeah that's a boring answer it's a great answer but it's a boring answer so he's like well okay well I will say like Jennifer Connelly and I thought and do you even know who that is Holly yes because one time when I was out at Pier Street Annex in Newport Beach some nerd 
like some this like it, this total geek, like the most horrible person in the bar, came up to me and said I looked like Jennifer Conley, and I didn't know who it was. You don't look like anything like her. And then I, well, You're this like, this is when I was like twenty one years old, so still it was don't my look eyebrows. Like <laughs> no, what? you don't look anything like her. Like I don't get that at all. Uh. uh I'll 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 post a picture. I'll show you. I kind it's of very kind of. like different like look, skin color, hair color, demographic, facial structure. Like I'd say you look more like Britney Spears than Jennifer Connelly. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I mean, I I like this. I mean, I love her. She's great. She's a great actress. But for me, I thought I was. I was scared when he said it because you know how she freaked out in Amsterdam because he was looking at a girl that she thought like, oh, it's her exact opposite. It was like dark hair, tattoo girl. Jennifer Connelly is not a tattoo girl, but she is Stasi's polar opposite. She is like um, brunette, white skin, just very opposite of Stasi. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that... so I thought that was going to be a trigger for her because I know he said Kelly Ben Simone or he said Sonia from New York, but I thought, and that and that's just fantasy because it's housewives and she's like pinpointed him. But I thought, oh, is this his fantasy? And I thought, oh, this is going to trigger her later because it's her opposite, and she's going to be like, so you're not attracted to me then? Because I don't see any. I think polar opposites is Stassi and Jennifer Connelly. Like, I, there's just, like, no gray area there. Yeah. Um, well, looking at his track record, that he has never had a Jennifer Connelly type. Let's put it that way. They've all been Stassi's. But he, he said that she wasn't his type. He doesn't like that Instagrammy, pretty, girly girl. He's a liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See his exes. There, I mean, keep diving, keep deep diving. Yeah, like have you, like have you heard how Stassi like doesn't even want them brought up at all? Like they, yeah, they're they're all very pretty. Like it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, well, those are some interesting questions that come up later about who do you think will last the longest or break up the first? And I have my answers on that, but we're going in order of you guys who posted again in the Facebook group so uh, you guys are rewarded for joining the Facebook group we're answering your questions and we printed them all out so okay, okay. so next up we have from um, Emily H Emily like thank you for the questions you really like came through for this okay for Sarah what interest- oh, yeah. industry also, do you work in by the way in? the last one on Bo was from Jack William Jack W so yes. just want to shout out back to Emily Okay, yeah. For Sarah, what industry do you work in? I hear you talk about trade shows, but don't know what you're trading selling. And I think you were a mactress before. Is that right? Are there any film shows we can spot you in? Um, first of all, I trade and sell drugs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was always like my Facebook. People would see me travel around. They're like, what do you do? But I'm like, oh, I just run an in international pimp ring or drug realm like just fucking with people obviously um no not that interesting that's why i don't talk about it because it's boring af 
uh, work in technology, the technology sector. So I go to, you know, technology trade shows. It's not thrilling. It's not great. And no, I wasn't a Mac dress. I did, um, uh, well, I had some. Wait, had what's, a, a, what's a Mac dress? Model actress. Oh. <laughs> like like Mactor, like Tom Sandoval. Mactor, Schwartz. I knew it was something, but I couldn't. <laughs> Remember Schwartz in the, yes. the season two? He's no, like, I totally uh, do. Uh, I'm a Mactor. I'm totally, a totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I will give my modeling career. I was a live mannequin model in display windows. That I was very successful at that. Um, also did a hair show where they cut my hair off and fucked it up. Very successful. And in exchange, I got some free Sebastian products. Well worth it. Uh, not. And yeah, no, didn't seek out for that. But I did move to Los Angeles, which is another question Lolly asked later. Why did you move to California? Uh, weather. Hello. Um but also I said I was moving to California when I was three. I'm all about honoring my word. So I didn't want to go back on my word. And when I was three, I fucking ran the world. So, hey, there's that. Um, I did have a roommate in Los Angeles at UCLA. And she was an actress. So I'd take along to a lot of her shit and the parties. And sometimes I'd be in the background of shit. And so, no, I wasn't ever seeking out to do that. Like, I never tried to do that shit. My sister actually went to, like, American Academy of Dramatic Arts, did try to do that shit, and did put on plays, and I'd help her run them. And and then we also had a business, which was ended up being in fashion design. And I was in tech got out of tech to help her with that because it was a nice break and a nice way to say if someone comes up to your trade show booth if I don't want to deal with you it can be like eh I can be rude to you because I own the company can't do that when you work for someone else so it was a nice little break but anyways some of the references you guys hear me say they're probably more so from that era when I helped my sister run her fashion business because we did have run-ins with um, people in LA and people wearing her stuff or meeting certain people and that sort of thing or crazy parties and that kind of thing um that was more of that and then I got real tired of being your own boss I kind of missed the paycheck went back to tech and that's why I don't talk about it a lot because it's boring as fuck but I really appreciate the paycheck especially in these days because I work from home and so everyone's like another question was how are you dealing with isolation well for me it's another day but I'm super grateful for the day because there's a lot of people that are stuck at home and not getting the paycheck they're either just you know furloughed or laid off or not paid for three weeks and so I mean knock on wood and everything trickles down to everything so I can't work in this industry if people aren't manufacturing and people aren't needing certain things and it all it affects every single person mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know it's it's scary for everyone and I'm just like okay I'm safe I have a place I was able I, I snapchatted Holly today I got some toilet paper for the first time in a month yeah. I felt like crying and I waited in line 15 minutes for it not even knowing that was there and <laughs> Holly was like where'd you get that I'm like I, 
it just happened to this other store and there was a 15 minute line wait and I thought I must be waiting in line for a reason and it was just a just a chance and yes. I got so I'll go wait in that line for you it's a limit one and I respect that and I will go wait in line for you if they have it again because it's not for me so I'm not hoarding it's for you because I know you're running short but if you are running short by the way tell me because I do have um, also um, liquor stores it's yeah. it's not ideal. It's you know it's the industrial stuff. But if you need it, I can I can hook you up. Um, you know what? I checked my garage and I'm not as low as I thought. Like it's uh, I'm okay probably for another week or so. And Michaela said she actually had some luck at Costco today. Um, not trying to advertise this. Yet. Actually, when I came back from the store today, <laughs> my um neighbor I think I told you this on the last podcast I came back and my neighbors were singing happy birthday to me when I was on the sidewalk yeah anyways um so I get out today and he was out on his patio and I waved my big 24 pack going like, woohoo look what I got and then this elderly couple was walking down the sidewalk in front of my house and they look at me and they go oh, score you got toilet paper and I said yeah I'm like and then I go please don't rob me <laughs> but they were like an elderly couple. I was just messing with them. Oh, but I'm like, funny. please don't rob me. But then I told them, I'm like, Ralph's Garfield and Golden Moss, go get, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> you you have to wait 15 minutes. But they had, you know, they had. Did you make it over there, Holly? No, I and I I didn't. Okay. I well, up. then that's my goal. Then is I'll go wait in line again and see if I can find some luck for you. No, I, I'm good. I'm good. All right. So next question about the VPR and the pod. When and what date was your very first VPR party podcast? What episode season did you cover? And when did you? When was your first trip to Sir? What was that like? So I got the latter. Do you got the first? <laughs> um, no, but I can't. Hold on. Let me see. I think it was November 2016. Yeah. And it was so. season five. Yes. Yeah. Pretty sure it was November 2016. It was season five. And uh, someone else asked, you know, why did you start it? And blah, blah, blah. Well, because we both loved it. And we had been talking about other shows. Someone asked that. What other shows you had, had you talked about or bonded about? Well, I would say Dance Moms, right? Yes. Dance Moms, And we both discovered sure. we loved VPR and... Holly had just had her her first child and kind of wanted like an out but like couldn't go out and party and whatnot but like needed an adult out moment whether that just be gossiping talking but not out at a club partying or bar and so we just were like well we both love this let's talk about it and you had started your own podcast first OC Mom Tribe and it kind of branched from that yeah, I guest hosted on that for a second. You and Ceci, they were talking about like mom life in Orange County and things like that, and mommy groups and stuffiness and whatnot, or being excluded or included. And then we just started. You you said, why don't we podcast about Vanderpump Rules? Like it was mid season. We'd watched from the beginning, but there was nothing else out there. I guess you told me later there was another podcast the pump rules one but they had broken up 
And so she's like, there's really nothing outside of maybe, I don't even know if the Daily Dish existed then. She's like, there's really nothing. Yeah, so I mean, stopped- like, yeah. So literally, like, when when I started podcasting, I had no clue what I was doing. So I truly thought that there was no other Vanderpump Rules podcast, like, other than, like, the ridiculous, like, Bravo sponsored ones, you know. Um, but because, like, when you, like, back in the day when you would search through podcasts, like, I didn't even know how to search. So what I would put in, Vanderpump rules and like nothing would come up under Vanderpump there was no Vanderpump there was you know now that I understand that people have different names for their podcasts I get it but um yeah at the time I had no idea so um when we started like when we got our domain name and like got approved by Apple and everything it was um November 6 2016 um is when like we started so around like November and then we um, recorded our first episode December fourth I think when this something yeah something like that yeah and then I found out like a year later I had never listened to a podcast and I had literally listened to Holly's OC Mantra was my first podcast and then I discovered Juicy Scoop oh Serial Sister was like amazing yeah so I listened to that I had no idea about Pump Rules because they had disintegrated by the time we started. So I had no idea. And then Holly told me she heard something. And it's like, oh, this podcast that had talked about them like a season before, but they just didn't, there was like a big breakup or something. And I didn't even know anything about this podcast. It was like a year later. And then about a year later, I think they split off and they started their own. So they Craig I mean- started his and then Laura started SUP. But that was like a year after we started ours. But yeah, they had I done feel it like, together before um, like, us. Like but... immediately, like I, right away, like we got listeners, um, and right away the emails started flying in. You are not the only Vanderpump Rules podcast, like because of our intro. A lot of people were like very angry about that, and I mean, I would just write them back and say, "I'm so sorry, I had no idea." <laughs> Yeah, we so, didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. So that's the story Well, I never listened that. to podcasts and you didn't know about them. Yeah, so. I didn't know. So that was You would you had heard about Watch What Crappens because you went to the podcast award or a podcast convention. Yes, I went to Podfest. When you had OC Mom Tribe yes. before before our podcast you and Ceci went to OC Mom yes, Tribe. That's to, right. I saw And it. you saw the Watch What mm-hmm, Happens guy mm-hmm. sitting there at a table. And we talked about that with Ben and Ronnie. And they were like, oh my God, you were there. You were one of 12 people. <laughs> yeah, you guys, Watch What Happens was there. And it was like, yeah, like, there was 12 people. Like they were, it was, they were so, it was like so underground at that point. And I mean, talk about a podcast that has come far. They, are, those guys are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they're I like mean, Joe they Rogan. Deserve, they absolutely the deserve it, but that just shows like where podcasting was at this time. It was just you know like people and not that many years ago, and they've yeah. been doing it for years. And multiple it just podcasts. it just shows like if you stick with something and yeah. you have your you know your listeners that like are loyal to you and they like what you're doing, like you can like really do this. Like it's crazy. So like I've never listened to Joe Rogan, and Michaela was telling me about. Um, And I'm like, well, all I know is he's always number one, number one. She's like, I'm like, I know he's a comedian. She's like, oh, no, he has super interesting topics and educational bits. And they're really long podcasts. And I was like, oh, they're really long. Cool. I feel better. 
but I had no idea. I'm like, oh, she told me a lot about his podcast. I was like, oh, well, that explains why he's always number one. Like, literally, he is always number one. But Ben and Ronnie have, are consistently always like 10 or 12 or 8 or, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, you know, yeah, they've been grinding it from way before even when 12 people were at that podcast convention. They've been grinding it out. And it's paying off and good, mm-hmm. you know, happy for it. Totally. But anyway, so yeah, we, we started, we didn't know there was a, any other um, Vanderpump. Apparently there was, but they, that podcast broke up. And then the people that broke up started their own side podcast after ours. But I mean, they had I already was... had their following. They had had their following from the breakup and the previous, was... but we didn't know any of that. We yeah, didn't know so Sarah, Sarah, like, did not listen to, like, Sarah was, like, probably a year behind me in listening to podcasts, and I, yeah. di- I did listen to that podcast breakup, and it was amazing. Like, I, but I also <laughs> love, like, a, a good, like, fight. You know, like, it's, I love yeah. a good tension. Like, it's, um, so, yeah, that was, like, super interesting. Well, speaking of, because that's one of the next questions, was um, do other, um, Tracy T, do other podcasters reach out to you? Well, yes and no. I'm going to just gonna be flat out honest. I'm not going to be on like Andy and dodge the question. I love when people like answer the fucking question and don't dodge around it. Um, yes. Um, and also, I think we owe some people some interviews, right? We do. And, um, and to answer, yeah, I, I think that, that it's like a couple of, there's a couple of ways to answer that. We have had a lot of podcasters reach out to us. Um, there's a bunch in our group that are on, that use our same podcast hosting site. Like they, um, like we support their podcast, they support ours. So there's a bunch of people in our group from there. So shout out to them. But um as far as like the podcasters in our realm in our genre do they reach out not as much as you would think i w- i would say yeah um, so yeah we are absolutely friendly with i mean i think you guys know who we're friendly with we're friendly with watch what crap ends we're friendly with laura we're friendly friendly ish mm-hmm. with um okay so i want to say hey there's podcasters that are just starting or that have been out a little bit that have reached out and yes, we want to come on and it's just about scheduling and we're down for it 100% all the time. Watch what crappens. We went to their show. Ronnie was super gracious. He's like, hey, hey, message me. Let's collaborate. We did that and that happened and that was awesome. Um, you know, nothing's happened since, but that's cool. Like, they didn't invite us on stage at the crappies. I'm just being honest. Our feelings were hurt. We bought tickets to the crappies and we advertised the crappy, the shit out of the crappies on our stories and posts. They didn't invite us on stage as they did other podcasters. Cool. Okay. Whatever. Mm, all right. Fine. Um, still support them. Still love them. I'm just being honest. I'm going to give the people what oh, they wow. want okay. to hear. Okay. All right. And then okay. you said, Laura. Okay. We invited Laura on. We thought, hey, we love the same thing. We both have different takes and different outlooks. Let's support each other. Um, we included on hers on ours. Usually it's like a reciprocal thing. Like if you listen to Stassi and Rachel or Stassi and Taylor Struggle, they or Annabelle and Ryan, they do each other's. It's a duel. And like, Nobody ever asks us to do the duel. They want to come on ours, but they don't want us on theirs. 
Um, Ryan Bailey, love you. I know we're still going to coordinate that. He's very uh, proactive. Love him. He came to our premiere party. We hit it off. Love him. Let's make it happen. We'll go on his. He comes on ours. Um, Laura's never asked us on hers, so I'm just calling a spade a spade. So, hey, no hate. Still love it and cool. But I'm just saying we are more um, open and maybe we don't get the uh, receipts back. I'm just saying. Being honest. <laughs> you can edit this out. I'm just saying I hate when people are on Andy and they I don't know. The, like, I, I just I feel like answer of saying I maybe f- that he's great. I feel like we I, have there's to no reach hate. Out. I love them all. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, you feel like what? Sorry. No, I just, I feel like if we reached out and then like there was no response, then that's more of like a, like a problem. But I don't know. I feel like, like we sometimes don't put ourselves out there and then we just, we are kind of wait for people to come to us, you know, and that just doesn't happen um, sometimes. I actually feel the opposite because when we had our premiere party, we invited every single podcaster in our genre and we had uh, our people and I won't name you and out you but like you know some of you moderators huh? Uh, also extend the invites on our behalf as well as and they didn't come they didn't want to come so I'm just saying we've extended and extended the olive branch and it just never comes full circle saying <laughs> you're very uncomfortable right I'm now I'm very uncomfortable you? because I I don't I hope that I don't know I'm I, not dissing them I love all of their podcasts but like how would they like respond them. to that like if they heard that like what would they say like I I don't know like if someone said that about us like we like we're dicks and we don't we didn't reach back out like I would feel so bad because I didn't well, mean to not reach out anyone that wants us on our podcast I guess it's I'm happy to come on there's like literally Your five schedule people is harder that are like because begging you have two to... kids I know no it's scheduling it's scheduling for you because you have two kids and no help and your husband's working and yeah it's scheduling but we'll absolutely do it and I'm down for it and supporting um I'm just saying when we've we've included people and they haven't tried to include us back that's a uh, it's it's a, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. You, you just feel slighted. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the crappies. I'm sorry. The crappies. We felt slighted. They invited everyone, Tom, Dick, and Harry, that had gotten into the business way after us, and they get to be presenters, and we were, oh, okay. Oh, thank you for promoting us. Oh, good to see you. It's like, oh, we can do a little podcast with you. Oh, okay. Well, we're actually, you know, the experts we got the the mason and hope we got we got a lot of stuff we got the castle oh you don't want to include us okay well maybe i don't know i feel like after after what happened at the crappies i for me personally like i just kind of leaned into the fact that either either people are afraid to have us on their podcast because certain people like a lot of I would say a lot of people don't like us and a lot of people do like us and I feel like if people aren't willing to risk that you know to have to like you know have comments where they're like we don't like them why do you have them on or something like that like I just I feel like 
the people who like us like us and I'm good with that. I don't know. Like if they yeah, if the if they don't want us on that then that's their problem, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Only when people say, "Oh, they're so mean." And then I I love these other podcasts, but like if we're mean, like li- literally listen to the other podcasts. Like Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, on a brighter note, let's move on. <laughs> how did how did you come up with the name Ronnie for your daughter, or is it a nickname? It is not a nickname. Her legal name, like literally on her birth certificate, is Ronnie Ray Borges, and um, Ronnie is after my dad. My dad's name is Ron, and so Ronnie, and my grandpa's name is Raymond Ray. Um, I don't know. I just I always liked the name Ronnie, and as soon as I was pregnant like that was just it Chad needed more convincing and like (laughs) literally days before I gave birth was still trying to come up with um names and I swear to god I swear like I will ask him next time he's on the podcast one of his suggestions for Ronnie was (laughs) Beanna and the middle name was Anne Beanna Anne Oh no! And I'm like Chad. It's like Hannah Ann from The Bachelor. Like that. That Bianna? doesn't even make sense. Like, what is Bianna? And, and it was like so. I was just Usually, like, Usually it needs to be like Brianna, not Bianna. It doesn't even make sense. It's like Banana like, Anna. No. And like no. Ronnie's so cute. Like you can't give her like a effed up name like that. Like that would really mess her up. So um, Ronnie though hasn't figured out yet that it's like that she kind of has a boy name. Like one of her friends' name is Charlie, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Charlie has a boy name, and I'm like, um, "Ronnie, you're you have a boy name too." Like she doesn't get that. Like Ron, Ron. Like she doesn't. She's not piecing well, it together yet. Honestly, now. Actually, Charlie for me is a girl's name because I can name four Charlies literally in my life right now. Well, I'm including Charlie Burnett from Vanderpump, but four, but three of them young that are Charlie. And that's just the new. So now I don't think of like Uncle Charlie from Family Affair. And again, you won't understand, but uh, I'm just saying um i haven't i know a girl's I name yeah i don't i haven't seen any boy charlies in a long time right yeah. um ronnie well you just got to get her into those comic books veronica where they call her ronnie yeah um so yeah a lot of people also ask her like is veronica your name and ronnie's your nickname but yeah no it's just ronnie yeah my uh, nephew's name is abe and everyone's like oh it's abraham and they're like he's like no it's abe like literally it's abe yeah it's not abraham it's abe i really i i didn't want like i I, it kind of bothers me when someone is like born and with like a long name and they're given a nickname like immediately it's like just name them that then i don't know right when like elizabeth you can either be liz or beth or lizzie or eliz yeah it's just like oh oh, my name's beth it's like then you're Beth <laughs> or you're Bethany why Elizabeth or you're Liz totally like Liz Lizzie oh. or like a Robert that is a Bob I never understood that I don't I either thought it should I, be don't, Bob. I don't get it either Rob or Bert but not Bob, Bob. where's Bob but, in yeah. Robert there's I don't, no I, Bob in Robert I don't get it and Rob is much better than Bob yeah like how does that happen it's bizarre oh crazy so Tracy T asks 
what do your friends and family think about your podcast? And I think we get really both way in here. Um, a, you guys heard, um, well, maybe new listeners haven't. My mom was on the podcast about a year ago. Um, Holly insisted and we, she was a guest feature and she just didn't really get it. She was like, this, and you know, about 10 minutes in, she's like, you know, I think I want to go to bed and read my book. <laughs> she didn't really get it and kudos because she's a lot smarter than that my sister okay I've got three sisters and two of them don't watch Vanderpump Rules so and most of my friends most of them don't watch Vanderpump Rules as Holly can probably attest with her friends and they like oh we want to listen to support you and I say please don't because it will sound stupid because you don't watch the show, so it will make no sense, and then we'll sound dumber than ever. So p- just please actually don't. I appreciate, you know, hey, if you want to download it, cool, I'll get the subscribe. But, yeah, please don't listen because it will make no sense to you. So my sister, who does watch the show, I will say her opinion varies on her mood and our relationship. So sometimes she's all about it. Sometimes you guys have heard her clinking dishes in the background as she's like renovating my place without my consent. Um, Other times if she's mad at me, she will complain and say that I'm wasting my life and I should be focused on more worldly matters like maybe fixing the relations between China and the USA and I should (laughs) focus my time on shit like that. And you know, my response is obviously if I have a choice between recapping Vanderpump Rules or um, mediating with Kim Jong-un and Trump, <laughs> obviously I will choose Vanderpump. I know I'm needed in that other space, but my time, like Lala, is precious. And I'm not going to waste my time on China and the USA when I can be talking Vanderpump, okay? So... I'm saying, uh, yeah, most of my family, mm, they're not involved. Michaela, which we'll get to in a question later that someone asked, she's involved. Um, my sister is involved conditionally. If she likes me, she I, she doesn't fucking listen. If she did, she would be complaining about me, complaining about her making the dish clinking noise when Holly was here. And it was very annoying. Uh, anyways, um and she'd be complaining about me complaining about trying to solve the issues with China and the U.S. because that's a very serious topic and I shouldn't be making light of it. That's what she would say. Okay, on to the next. What would you say? What does Diane think about the podcast, Holly? Oh, well, <sighs> let, me, let me jump in before Holly answers. Diane, is her, her mother is not a fan of this whole shenanigans we've got going on, right? <laughs> Until it came time when she saw the sweeping display of Amazon boxes like Jackson Brittany outside their house of baby shower boxes, then I think your mom was a little bit of a fan. I mean, this is why, like, a, a lot of times when I'm watching Vanderpump Rules, I pretend that, like, I'm Stassi, like, with, like, at her level of success. And, um, like, just to see my parents have to fall in line with, like, my newfound fame and money, like, all of those things, like, it would just bring so much pleasure because the small amount of 
gratification that I've got from you guys validating me. Um, or like if I show like a Facebook post like on my birthday or something where it's like, oh, like I'm sorry, mom, I have 182 comments on my birthday thread. <laughs> I mean, on my on my personal Facebook, it's like three, but yeah. in the group, you know, it's like I, I'm so yeah. So, um, thank God that Chad is supportive. If Chad wasn't supportive of this podcast, like I mean, he does not say a word. Like when I'm like Chad. I'm going to Sir or Chad. I'm going to Tom Tom or Chad. I'm going to Kentucky or like all of these things. Like he, Business. he never says like Holly. I think it's time to call it quits or like he's or when I have come to him and said I don't think I can do this anymore. He's like you can't quit. You've come too far. Like he's so good about keeping me going. Um, my family, on the other hand, like is they've recently like they've. Like, it's been so long now that they just accept it, but they absolutely do not approve. They don't approve of the show. They don't, um, they don't see any value in what I do. Um, but re- recently, like, they don't really say anything. But before, it used to be like, if I needed to drop the baby off at my mom, she'd be like, you know, for what? Like, I don't understand. Like, she just, like, did not value what I was doing. And then my friends, it's the most frustrating thing because everyone in my life acts like they don't watch TV. They don't watch Bravo. They have no idea what I'm talking about. And then like Sarah said, they will find out they'll like violently find out the name of the podcast and then let me know that they listened and they'll be like, you have a great voice for podcasting, but I couldn't listen. It was too much. It's like, then don't tune in. I didn't ask you to listen. Right. You know, so I, I don't need your support. Like my friends, exactly. It doesn't make sense, and it's not entertaining or funny unless you watch a show. And yeah. I'm not even saying it's funny. I'm not trying to say we're no. funny. Well, and I'm just I, and saying, I think like it doesn't make sense. I think that's why I have like such a like a guard up when it comes to like guesting on someone's podcast or having like a cast member on or anything like that. Like I'm so worried that like we aren't likable or that like this, like there's something like wrong with our podcast that like I can't let down my guard to even like let that flow to us. Like seriously, like it is such a chip on my shoulder and I think it's because of my family and friends, you know, like I I don't get the support that and I mean we are a a very high ranking Vanderpump Rules podcast like like when I talk to myself or when I look at my my um anti-burn book like I know how successful Mm -hmm. that we are and it feels like we have accomplished so much I am so proud of what we've done but like it's just like it still doesn't um there's still like parts that I'm like you know I have I'm nervous about kind of in line with that I'm jumping ahead to Allie our moderator Allie Dittman shout out um her one of her questions was would you ever quit or would you quit before before the show ends and it's like fucking no because exactly the burn book it's like anytime we're defeated or we feel like slighted or negative reviews or something it's like oh yeah then we have like thousands of people in the group like you guys pumping us up and and sending all the positive things you know the kardashians say this oh you only read the ne- stassi has said this you only see the negative you know hold on to it you don't read all the positive and that's why like the burn anti-burn book for holly's birthday was like 
let's just focus on all the positive comments and the positive people. And it's like, yeah, fuck no. Why would we quit over a couple angry birds? Yeah. And, and like, and I, but like, I feel like I have like really sheltered in place with like the, with, with just like our group. And I feel like if I did put myself out there more, you know, like if we did, if, if I like pushed for different interviews and stuff, we probably could get them. I don't know. Like, it's just like a, a, I go back and forth of like what I want to do, but I personally have thought of quitting before like to where I'm like Sarah like I I don't know if I can do this and Sarah has talked me down and Chad has talked me down and I'm so glad that they have because sometimes those comments like really get to you so like when when um even like when Jax goes off on Twitter like I I can't imagine the level of hate that they get when we get like a tiny little piece and I'm like ready to spiral so it's crazy yeah you have a lot more, you know, you've got two little kids to manage and household and as, yeah, I have my work, but in whatever life, it's just, like, it's I, different. I mean, I, I, so it's yeah. overwhelmed because you have two young children. I'm, I'm not gonna, talking, you, you have two teenagers. So, yeah. but I don't know. It's just like, it's you know, the, for the you. commitment of like, po- you know, keeping our word to like when we podcast is a lot. Yeah. Too. Like sometimes it's just like. I don't, you know, like you have those days where you're just like, I don't care, this isn't important. And then you're like, okay, hold on. Like, it, it, it it's an outlet. Like, it is important. It's like a self-care yeah. thing, you know? It is it is important. I think you need to look at it as an outlet. And if you can't do it on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, you need to look at it as an outlet instead of an obligation. And I know we're obligated to you guys listening, but, you know, it is free. That's and true, And Holly yeah. has, like... It's true. She has to deal with, especially right now. Like, it, I don't. I I feel bad when you say that though, because beautiful. Sarah, you have your stuff that you deal with too. You have everybody a lot has of, your yeah, stuff. Yeah, everybody, everybody has, their has their stuff. stuff. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Like, if I'm going to the store, it's a lot fucking easier for me to go to the store to pick something up for you than you to put a mask on with your five year old and one and a half year old. Oh, it's gosh. a lot. I more wouldn't. stress and liability totally. like like you're you're not even stressed about yourself you're stressed about if I go to the store and I have to bring my kids because Chad's working I'm going to expose my children like it's a whole different level totally. than me just waiting in line for you like come on totally. it's just different because I know you're not even stressed about yourself you're stressed about your kids so that's what we're saying yeah alright okay well, next question Joyce says, why do you think a person as morally corrupt and vile as Jax is given a pass by so many cast members? Well, I have a, uh, first of all, it's a question of the century that I'll never understand. Um, I'm only going to go with, because I do not understand the level of forgiveness of like, Sheena, Ariana, Sandoval on the shit Jax has said about them. I'm just going to go for, they're going for show show longevity, ratings, um, job security, show security, and they're giving him a pass right now, but they're choosing like, oh, actually in my real life, I I think right now, Tom and Ariana have finally have like, they've hit their wall and they're like, yeah, this is not the person we're going to have in our lives anymore. We've entertained this. We've overlooked it. 
it's not going to happen. I think Sheena just uh, pushes it under the rug to make things convenient. But if I were her, the shit Jax has said about her, I, I, I personally could not overlook and I would hold a grudge and I would be like, fuck you, you douchebag. I think Tom and Ariana are at that point, but I think this whole time it's just been for suck it up for the show. It gives us another season. It's ammo, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Um, I think uh, my answer to that would be I think that everyone gives Jax a pass because for some reason he's angled himself to be, ugh, I hate even saying his little stupid line, but the number one guy in the group. I feel like he um, is like the Bravo golden boy of Vanderpump rules and everybody knows that they have to like fall in line I don't think that um, I don't think that like all everyone is feels that way but he does I, I truly think he has some something okay so something. that, that kind of ties into a, a question like you know future question mm-hmm. but let's just knock it out because they're like why do you think he's paid more than the other cast well the other cast denies that because We've asked a few, but of course they're going to deny it out of pride or out of just not knowing. But here's my answer. Wait, wait, who is de- I, who is denied that? Can you say or no? I've asked a couple people. Oh, I I have heard that that's one hundred percent true. Well, I do. Obviously, the OGs are going to be paid more than yeah. But there are some OGs that are OGs, and okay, whatever. Um, wait, maybe we can ask that question next week. Okay. Um, so here's my point is I think the early contracts and even mid season and maybe still now, and some other people have theorized on this. Um, and a lot of reality contracts are on this and I've, I've looked up like 90 day fiance love after lockup and the pay and it's their pay is abhorrent. It's like, Oh God would never do that. Um, but here's the thing you're paid on airtime so the more episodes you're in the more pay you get which is explains like on those shows why there's a lot of repetitive couples and they keep going for extended uh life after or neck 90 day before after during blah 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 you're paying if you deliver good tv you are going to be guaranteed in those other little spurts it's airtime. So the more scenes you're in, the more you get paid. So from my understanding of like reality shows, hey, you're not paid per episode like, oh, here's, let's just say early years, 5,000 per episode. And then it turns into, mm, actually, it's not 5,000 per episode. It's 5,000 per scene or per episode you're in. A lot of people aren't featured. Let's look at James and Kristen. They really fucked with their bankroll this season by not putting them in the airtime. And from what I've heard well, on the interwebs, the more airtime you have, the more money you make. Jax did himself a real fucking favor by being a nosy ass bird and inserting himself into every storyline possible from season one till current. He butts his nose into everything. And if nothing's happening, he makes it up. He creates it. 
He butts into Kristen's business, Stassi's business, Bo's business. He butts himself in. That gives him airtime. And he doesn't give a shit what he says. It's volatile. But guess what? It's airtime. It's reality show-ish. Um, so if you're paid by scene or how many times you're shown per episode, you're making bank. And that explains why he's making the most because he butts into everybody's fucking business. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the beginning, in the beginning, it was 100% like a flat fee that they made for the first season, like something like, I don't know, like, um, and I, I have zero experience. But like when when uh, Ronnie gets like a casting thing, like sometimes like for a whole movie, they pay you $500. Like it's like very, a very yeah, low amount for sure to be to work a lot, you know, and so I think that that's how it's it to started. Get the crad and then exposure. No, it's it's been documented. They made like twelve thousand for that, the first two seasons. Yeah, and then from like what we've heard in between the lines of you know how it is now, it sounded like they wanted them to get on contract and uh, like get their terms agreed to. And I, you know, and then jacks and some of the other people agreed to those terms before and some of the other cast members held out and so they didn't get in on those terms until later and they lost out on some stuff so um and that's what stassi says on her podcast like uh a week a week a couple weeks ago um she was talking i think with taylor strucker she's like yeah i want more airtime more airtime i want a spinoff or i want more Clearly, airtime was key because I think you're either paid by airtime or if you don't have airtime, you're irrelevant, right? So, and like, let's not forget, like, who got a spinoff? Jax and Brittany, right? Like, even though it was horrible, um, they still got one. It's crazy. And I really think, I mean, this goes into like kind of a future question, but like while we're talking about it, like people are asking, like, do we want how it's going now, or do we want an OG spinoff and a current sir, or do we want it to continue as is? And I think here's the thing: we don't hate the new cast. We're not entirely sick of the OG cast. I don't know that I want an OG spinoff like Valley Rules. But I don't know that I want it's it's too much right now because here's the thing. We could get invested in these new cast members, but unfortunately we're only getting like five, ten, fifteen second snippets. So we can't get invested in them. So it's not like they're just boring or pieces of shit or they don't have shit going on or they're too shallow. It's like we're not spending the time, the camera time for us to invest in like we don't give a shit if Dana and Max what their shit is we don't care we don't care about like I want to the only reason we say we care about Danica is because we've heard on social media seen stories we've seen articles like you don't even see it on the show we've heard what goes on in her life and it sounds fucking thrilling and it sounds like Vanderpump Rules season one and two we want to see that on camera but they're like splice there's just no airtime for us to care about any of these characters. Charlie, dark horse running, but there's no, we don't know. Does she have a boyfriend? Is she dating Brad or she, who is she? Why is she even on screen? They're not devoting the time they need. Like they did with the Vanderpump rules, the sir restaurant, 
we don't care about these people, not because we don't care about them, but we aren't invested. And that's production's fault. And maybe they should do a spinoff of Valley Rules and then Sir, and maybe one of them will die out or maybe both will be successful. But right now, the split uh, of time, all we're seeing, like Stassi complained. She's like, yeah, I need more airtime, more airtime. And I would agree. She either needs less or more. Like, okay, Stassi, are, is everything boring right now or are we just not seeing it because you have to split your screen with 18 other people now instead of five? Well, I, I like when I, I don't know. Yeah, when I saw that question where I was like, would I want that? Like, I think of Stassi's life right now. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think would I want to see like where she is in her life right now or am am I when I think of Stassi am I thinking of season one and two Stassi and that's just she's long gone you know like it's and also like Saved by the Bell the new class like when that happened I had a very hard time with that show but then after I sat there and watched it and watched it and watched it it was okay it was pretty good like there like I I think that I, I don't know if it could last on Bravo, though. There's already not a lot of people that watch Vanderpump Rules. I can't imagine splitting that off because half of the people won't watch a spinoff. Like, yeah. is, is that enough people? Like, is the like is the Vanderpump Rules nation that strong? Pumpers I nation. Don't, I don't think it's strong enough to have a spinoff. At the same time, like right now, I don't think the newbies are strong enough to have their own show Mm-mm. but but that's also because we're seeing 10 second clippets I think it would be strong enough if you kept you know like how Saved by the Bell the new class they kept Screech like if you kept Sheena and you kept Sheena. you kept um, Raquel and James over there maybe and then yeah. the new people it would maybe stand a chance and then spin I mean, off the other ones and see what happens honestly what should have happened is just like what we said Vanderpump Vegas Sheena's training the newbies on how Lisa works Dames, Dames. <laughs> James is DJing and we got a new crop of Vegas servers and they're learning the LVP ropes that would have probably been a better and Option. honestly, and honestly, um, Lisa should like start her own like Vegas like show production thing where she does like a pageant, and she runs like a pageant, and so like all these new girls and guys are coming in, like you know, like hot looking people, and then like rather than having talent, there's like a pet portion, so the dogs are like there, like there's like a dog portion and a pet, like there's so much they could have done in Vegas, like I I, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, if Lisa only had us to advise her. Yes. All right. Uh, Tracy T. Sarah, do you have a significant other? Yes. Next question. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying next question. <laughs> more, more, more. I, I told Michaela because one of the questions is who is this Michaela person you keep referencing and then someone else says who is this Julia I'm like oh I, I, I texted Michaela I'm like hey did you hear me call you a bitch the other week on the podcast she's like yeah I was rolling 
um, because she forgot her toilet paper for my birthday. Anyways, uh, I'm like, well, someone also asked who you were, and then they someone else said, does she have a significant other? I'm like, what if I go with, uh, yeah, Michaela's my lesbian partner. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. She goes, ha, 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 do it. <laughs> That's funny. So, no homophobia here, but no, actually, uh, that would be weird because she is my niece. To answer someone's question, Michaela is my niece, but like, we're like best friends, hang out. Holly and her are best friends. They have kids the same age. Like, it's all fun. It's perfect. And Julia, who is Julia, um, my great friend best friend for years I'm the godmother of her children and so and actually she is how to kill another yeah she is how we met Julia is the the bridge that brought us together yeah and also in that frame people are like oh any OC tie-ins well Julia and Holly worked a law firm together and so I lived in LA, Santa Monica, and Julia lived down here in Orange County, worked at this Orange County law firm, and Holly was hired. This Orange County law firm represented Vicki Gumbelson and Gina Keo and I think Tamra and their businesses. And so I remember when I moved to Huntington. And the other one, uh, the one who married George, what was her name? Oh, Lori Peterson? Yeah, she was like the main one. Okay, that she's. I literally wrote her down in my notes for another question about who would be a great cast member for VPR. I'm like, Laurie Peterson's daughter. Oh, OC Angels. Yes. Okay, anyways, so Julia and Holly worked at this law firm, and then I eventually moved down to Orange County again. And I remember Julia talking about this girl that lived in Huntington. I was like, oh, I have a new friend, and she's like, no, no, I don't, she's very, you know, no, I don't think so, and then I met Holly, and it was like, worlds collided, magnetism, like, I was like, she's my people, and yeah, it all The rest is history, we did roller derby together, I mean, Sarah and I have, like, really been through it, so. Yeah, so, oh, okay, another question, when did you guys meet, how did you meet? Okay, through Julia, through the law firm in 2010, I did not grow up with Holly and blah, 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 but it was just like kindred spools. What the fuck am I talking about? Kindred spools. Kindred spools. Kindred (laughs) spirits. And we just clicked and we got each other. And they're like, what other shows did you talk about before Vanderpump Um, called Dance Moms? Which Holly gave up on. I still watched and now Holly's back into it and I'm not I am I'm back into it in like a major way um I'm back like I watch YouTube clips old YouTube I actually make Ronnie watch them like we'll sit there and watch and I'll, I'll be like Ronnie I don't see the Maddie face on you at all or you're dancing like you know like what like I'll yell at her like um Abby does like it is she I, loves it like this morning we played like she's like mom put on a jazz song and um so she was like dancing in the living room and she's like pretend like you're the mom's talking in the audience so while she was like doing some like ridiculous dance I was like ooh Abby really wanted her to work on her turn let's see if she points her toes <gasps> ooh sickle feet sickle feet this isn't going to be good <gasps> her bow fell out oh my god you know so that that's what we do 
She's saying that. Well, <laughs> Holly Holly put out a great YouTube, and I was dying. And I was like, first, like I got it. And uh, I, a TikTok. A were, TikTok. It was a TikTok. Oh yeah. my god. And I was like, okay. And then I watched it later. I was like, oh my god, I died. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I told Holly earlier today. I'm like, I want to replace Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah so i funny. i did like a, a tiktok i saw these people like like you know like the trends will happen on tiktok and someone did like a family pyramid so i got all everybody's pictures actually i made chad print them at work because i don't have a printer at home so i made him bring home photos of everybody and i did a pyramid of you know where everyone was ranking in quarantine well, like old school dance moms though old school dance old school moms. yeah where you know where it's you not like you're ripping paper. off tiktok you you this is Abby Lee at yeah. her best. Yeah, totally. But finish. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I ranked the family, and um, Daisy was at the bottom, and then it was Chad, and then that was so funny, and then I like, Ronnie. I can't believe she ranked her baby at the bottom. <laughs> oh, she totally deserved it. I died. She I deserved died. it. She deserved it. And then um, at the top Lolly, of the, you'll get this. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie was like fully expecting to be at the top. And she was second to the last. And then I ripped off the top of the pyramid and it was Maddie. And yeah. Ronnie is like very upset. Like she doesn't get it because she doesn't get no, like, old school dance. It was well. like, no, it was like Daisy on the bottom, which I'm like, oh, cutthroat. Your mom, <laughs> the mom throws the baby on the bottom. I'm like, oh, well, cutthroat. you know how Mackenzie was always on the bottom. Like Mackenzie was always last. Like it was so sad. Like they just put her at the bottom. Oh, and it I would like, Mackenzie. it would always cut to her little baby face with her missing yeah. teeth. And like, she's like, Mackenzie. You know, you didn't do that great this week, and like it would cut to her little face, and she'd be all sad. Daisy was five, and Daisy's a year and a half. (laughs) Daisy, you suck. You're a year and a half. You suck. And then Chad, who's like next to the bottom. Yeah, I know you gotta work every day and provide for our family, but you suck too. And then next to Chad is Ronnie. Ah, you're on bad behavior. Okay, next to Ronnie, next to the top is mommy <laughs> mommy delivers a lot of snacks and a lot of great things oh my god and guess who's on top and i was like i was literally on pins and needles i'm like who the fuck is gonna be on top I'm like the whole family's gone i'm like and i thought she would never put diane on top no a couple of people <laughs> I, I, I put it on my instagram for like 10 minutes and then i got scared and i took it down but um so, like a like my cousin messaged me and she's like who's maddie like she had never seen like she had no idea who maddie was i'm like god how do you have i I can't talk to you if you don't get the joke i literally was like i don't know who's gonna be on top (laughs) like i will freak the fuck out if diane is on top i'm like holly (laughs) has really changed her way like she's i don't get it no no, and then all of a sudden maddie and i like blasted I was like, oh, God, that was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Sure, you guys, if you don't get dance moms, Maddie's always on top. And so, yeah, we thought it would be a family member. But no, Maddie is always on top. (laughs) Except now, like in real life, it's Jojo that's on top. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, Jojo Siwa. And now poor Maddie is like trying to do TikToks and YouTube, but it's just not the same. Yeah. How is your career going? Um, I mean, she's gorgeous. Like, she's so beautiful, and she seems really happy. So, but, um, 
But is she still like a judge on a like a dance show or anything? Or no, I mean, I don't think she's doing. I mean, maybe she's working on stuff, but I don't see anything happening. Damn, JoJo's mom really like nipped that shit in the bud. And, like, but I shit happened. The whole reason why I think I got back into Dance Moms was from Dancing with the Stars Junior. Um, Mackenzie was on it, and that's like when I got back into. I mean, I hate. I actually stopped watching because I hated Maddie. I hated Maddie's guts because I was Team Chloe, and um, I had to stop watching. And yeah, so that's why I left. But then I came back. I for- yeah. I, now I've forgiven her. <laughs> it's like Mackenzie. Anyways, yes, all right, yes. Let's go on. Okay. All right. So, anyways, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back. To, not touching the question. Yes, I have a significant other a can, boyfriend. Can, can you can you say anything else? Boyfriend. What what, what color are his eyes? <laughs> oh, he's a with specks of green and gold. Oh my and, gosh! Obsessed. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want me to play a voicemail really quick, and then we'll we'll keep going on? We have we have three of them. Okay, please. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay, here we go. I don't know how this is going to work. Doing it into this headset, I hope it doesn't like totally jack it up. Hold on one second. Actually, maybe we'll go to the next. Um, quite, okay, here we go. I think I got it. Did you hear that? Sarah? Oh no, I think I lost Sarah, guys. Sarah, Sarah. Oh! Did you did you hear any of that? No, it was just like Okay, shoot. Okay, I'm going to start playing it again then, and then maybe I hit something on my headset. Okay, here we go. Yo, 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 what's cracking, motherfuckers? It's the J-Dog, live from the zombie apocalypse. Uh, I'm just checking in. Love the pod. Made my Wednesday. Um, but I do have one complaint. I think we need to change producer Jerry's name to something else. Um, my dad is named Jerry, so... I don't like that. Anyway, fuck producer Jerry. Thank you. Okay, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I definitely agree. We do need to change Jerry's name. That's what we call him PJ now. So hopefully that, um, you know, is better than calling him Jerry. Do you know what's interesting? I was hearing, um, I think it was Ariana on Sheena's podcast. They said something about, oh, they were reading listener questions. Yeah. And they said, and Ariana goes, oh, well, you know, you know, Jeremiah. Oh, sorry. uh, Producer Jerry. 
like I think they're like trying to be careful, like not to call him Jeremiah when he's producer Jerry. Like it was, it was a weird moment. I was like, th- she corrected herself. Really? Thought, yeah. It was like, oh, he's supposed to be known as producer Jerry. Like he didn't want his real name out there or something, but they actually call him Jeremiah. And I always hear Stassi reference, you know, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. They don't say producer Jerry. And so I think it's a, I don't know if it's a privacy thing or a branding thing, but like, it was like Ariana caught herself like, oh shoot, oops. I mean, I always knew him as Jeremiah, but I, I mean, I feel like we joke around calling him producer Jerry because that's the ridiculous name he gave himself on Instagram. It's like, it's like me giving myself the handle podcaster Holly. But we knew him as Jeremiah before we yeah. knew him as producer Jerry. Yeah, so it's not yeah. like a secret that that's his name. And it's like literally on every single title of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. All right, well. Okay, let's go on to the next. Okay. Um... Okay, so from Jacob. Um, what's the best detail about Bo you found out so far? I kind of already addressed that. Nothing that great yet. If anyone knows anything, um, message me. If you can bring up any details about the wedding that you mentioned that you did not reveal, unless you think JAX would sue you. Um, Well, the faith. Okay, so we went there with a lot of faith paraphernalia. We said that on the last one, but... um, I mean, he was... Okay, what did you say when we go into the bar? Like, they were aware of our presence, but they didn't know who we were. I think if they knew who we were, they'd be, like, way less, uh, way more guarded, I guess. Um, I think they just thought we were the annoying people that took over their room. I feel like um, the most disappointing thing out of the whole Kentucky trip was that not that I wanted them to, but I thought that someone, someone in the whole, like there were, there were so many D list, um, members of Vanderpump rules. I thought that someone would have the balls to come over and say something to us, whether it just be like, Hey, like, it's cool. You guys flew all the way here to cover this event. But like, I, I just felt like someone should have come over and said something, but no one did. So it just kind of was weird. Yeah. And I think, you know, we went to the Hilton afterwards and they were all hanging out there at the bar, but I think they were all kind of like um, star gawking at each other. They were like, oh, it's the Summer House people. Oh, the Summer House people were like, oh, it's the moms. Oh, it's the side characters or the adjacent, like the Zacks and the Rachels admiring each other over the Steven and Lauren. Uh, all these like ex cast members, they're like, so obsessed with themselves that they weren't I don't know I think I, mean, uh, I feel like the biggest tea for us personally from the wedding was being contacted by the Vanderpump Rules publicist <laughs> I mean and then to not be you know contacted back just it just shows that like we went there we did our job we did what we set out to do and like it was like very validating having that happen it was scary and it was like you know a lot but like it was also like thank you for finally reaching out you know like it was it was cool oh yeah it was it was great when they thought we were there and we were a threat 
and the Vanderpump Bravo publicist said, hey, we need to talk to you. And then as soon as they were like, cool, all right, here we are. And then they realized, oh, we are out of the state. Oh, we don't need to contact them anymore. Yeah, which, probably thought, should, which was kind of rude. We probably should have just said we were still there. Yeah. And pretended we, we were one of the rude crashers or whatever. We didn't do that. My, you know? I mean, definitely, like, I have, like, a bucket list of, like, questions that I would like to, you know, if I had, like, access to the cast members, like, to speak freely. Like, uh, my bucket list would definitely be to ask Kristen, like, were you aware that we were there and what did you think we were doing? Like, I'm just like truly curious, like what everyone was saying about us. What they, again, again, they missed out on the Christian thing. We heard during that time, social media, they were freaking out about Christian because Christian was freaking out being overprotective and trying to protect Brittany and the wedding. And there's crashers. She was saying it herself it was on everybody else's stories, and and we were like, are they talking about us? Because we're already gone. So we want to make sure, like, hey, we're not the fucking. One. Don't blame us. We're we're gone. Yeah. But they didn't even cover any of that drama in the wedding, and that's really annoying because it seemed like it was a really big part of it. I mean, I just feel like you know, like if we ever do get to talk to Kristen. We've talked to her before, you know, in person, but, like, if we ever get to interview her, um, I feel like, especially now with the release of her book and since I've read what she's all about, I would think that she would be very proud of the detective work that we did to get where we did. Um, It was very much up her alley, and it was done in a respectful way, like, most, like, most of the time she's pretty careful with how she does things and I feel like you know it should be like game recognizes game I've been blown away by some of the stories in her book and I'm ready to reveal it with you but I I, I'm with you like hold out for her yeah but um exactly um very great detective work um, you know, getting the the wedding date before it was announced the correct tower from pictures we booked the property and the actual honeymoon suite before they announced the wedding date. Okay. And this is all off of stalking the, the Bravo and Brittany and Jack's footage. That is how we determined. Nope. Nope. I booked that before you showed me that footage. Remember? Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm thinking. Okay. Here's what happened. Sherry Cartwright and Stassi fucked up with their timelines. Because Sherry said, yep, it's the end of June. And then Stassi talked about bitching on her podcast how her sister's wedding was one Mm -hmm. weekend and and Britney's was the other. Well, her sister's wedding was very public because no one stalks her sister. So we knew her sister's wedding. So we knew the other weekend meant Jackson Brittany. Mm-hmm. So I booked the the Kentucky Castle, and and Sherry had Sherry Cartwright, Brittany's mom, had already said, "Yep, it's the end of June at the Kentucky Castle." She had they had all posted that shit in like October, November. We booked the Kentucky Castle in like November. I I have receipts, people. Okay, I have legit email receipts. We booked that. 
and when I booked it, and this is before you showed me that video, you showed me that video like three months later, and you're like, oh my god, Sarah, good call. I booked, there's only like fucking a couple, like eight fucking rooms in that castle. And I'm like, okay, I know Brittany, she's going to want to be in the turret. There's only a couple turrets available because as we saw as witness, two of them are big fucking storage closet like Cinderella lives in there, right? <laughs> so, they're Horderville. Horderville turrets where Cinderella lives, alright? So there's two turrets and then there's like a suite called like Poolside Suite and I thought, hmm, you know what? They're gonna be wanting to get ready for a, a you know, blah blah blah. They're gonna not want all the partying around the pool they're going to want something separate to get ready for their wedding or or honeymoon after away from the pool party, right? So I knew they would want to be in one of the two tur- turrets. So I booked the turret, which was the only one available. They only said there was a turret or the pool side. And then I looked at the dates. And the dates were like, oh, the pool side was only booked for um, Sunday checkout, the turret was booked till Monday checkout. And I'm like, well, I know my Brittany. She has real bad hangovers and she doesn't want to get up early and have to check out, especially after a wedding. So I know her. She's going to be like, fuck it. Let's book it so I can get a late checkout. We can check out Monday. Mm, case closed. Book the turret um, on Wednesday and uh, case closed. Turns out, three months later, Holly shows me a video of them showing which uh, room they selected. Yeah, it was the one I already selected three months ago. Sorry. I would say... I already got it. I already got it. Yeah, I would say the other, like, secret wedding thing that happened was, like, um, a couple, like, this, uh, this weird dude messaged us from the Kentucky Castle and was like, I'm security and we're on to you too. Like, um... What? Remember he messaged us and he was like, we already moved Jackson Brittany because of you. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that was the other... What are you talking about? That was the other thing that happened. Um, someone from the castle messaged and said that they were on to us and they um, they were very aware and watching us and that they have protected Jackson Brittany. Basically insinuating that like we had planted something in the room or something. It's like, oh my god. Like, we didn't see one security person at the castle the entire time. So it was just like a bizarre statement. Hmm. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Well, alright. Moving on. Next, um, we have, okay, can we get an update on Chad? Um, Chad is doing great. Um, Chad is feeling, like, super guilty that he hasn't been on the pod, but, um. Chad is doing great in the home. Yeah. And I will check on him because Holly has a restraining, no, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I wrote, need a Chad wellness check. Yeah. (laughs) Chad's stressed right now. I mean, the whole yeah. world is stressed right now, but Chad exactly. is super stressed. Um, you know, his business is definitely in jeopardy, so things are stressful. But, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, would you ever consider talking about other Bravo shows? I'd love your opinions on Real Housewives of New York or Beverly Hills. Even a quick minute, five, a, a five minute discussion at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. I would love to do this and I will be happy to do this. Um, you're, well, maybe not right now. Actually, more, more than ever, actually, I would say I'll do this because you got to entertain your kids and come up with ideas to entertain your kids a lot more than you normally would. So I will happily do a five minute, five minute on all of it. I watch all of them. I haven't watched Atlanta. Um, just cause it's really weird. Cause I was talking to my friend, Julia, again, someone asked who Julia is. She's my friend. Um, there's a lot of yelling. And she goes, oh, I stopped watching New York because there's a lot of yelling. I'm like, really? I'm like, but she loved Jersey. I'm like, Jersey, there's a lot of yelling. And I'm like, Atlanta, there's a lot of yelling. And I'm like, wait, there's a lot of yelling in every franchise. Orange County. She goes, oh, I stopped watching Orange County because Vicky and Tamara yelling. And I'm like, really? The only yelling that's not really happening is Beverly Hills? But then it's fucking boring. So... Mm, yeah, I don't know. I will happily recap for you, Holly, when you can't, because you need to be watching, like, Trolls and Dance Moms and shit. I'm happy to do a five-minute real recap. Um, I already have opinions on last night's Roni. I'm like, New York is the best. It's the fucking best. I mean, we do have Beverly Hills coming up. I'm... It's it's really boring, but I'm kind of excited about this whole Denise Brandy shenanigan thing storyline. We'll see. But Beverly Hills, they just kiss each other's ass and bow down to each other. It's boring, but I'll still watch. And I'm happy to recap it. Like someone else asked about Summer House, I'll get to that in a minute. But what are your thoughts on this? I know your time's limited and you gotta. I mean. My answer, I think, is the same that it's been like, I just, I absolutely could not commit to watching another show. Um, like, I'm just tapped out with Vanderpump Rules. But um, in the yeah. future, yeah, for sure. Or, um, I don't know, like, I get into things sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, I random stuff, like, I'll get into. I'll, so, I'll tell, you know, and and don't even get into New York if you've missed it. If you get really bored, Recap. I I only started in New York season five, and I'm like, it's my favorite. But don't bother if you're not like really into it. Um, I'll tell you if Beverly Hills is worth watching, but you know it's probably not going to be. Orange County. Someone asked in the next question, what are your Orange County references and run-ins? Well, Holly has a lot. Um, you guys asked who Julia is. Julia is my friend for many, many, many years. I'm like the godmother of her children. Um, so that's why we reference her a lot. But Holly and Julia work together at a law firm. As we said, that's how Holly and I met. But they that at that law firm, they ref, um, represented uh, Gina Keough, Vicki Gumbelson, Tamara Judge during their early business ventures Um you know, after Housewives, but during during the show. Um, so that was the reference there. And then Holly took it even further and went to Vicky's 
you know, place of work and Brianna's home. I'll let you talk, speak on that. It's your story. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first run-in was like on my first day of working at that law firm. I was um, filling in for the girl at the front desk and I had like, I had dislocated my knee like, and I was like literally hardly even able to walk. And, um, like it was more of like a stress thing than actually like it being hurt like when it moved like for it was the weirdest thing like i would seriously break out sweating because i felt like my my um like my joints were like slipping it was very a very bizarre injury but anyways like it made me really like a lot of anxiety and sweaty it was so disgusting like i should not have been working um and freaking vicky gumbelson walks up and she <laughs> was like this is like another one of it's like a Sheena story where people hate Sheena and then she's nice. Vicky was so freaking nice, you guys. Like it was the most she was kind. She looked me in the face. She asked me like she looked in my eyes and literally asked like how I was doing. Like maybe I looked green or something and that's why she did, but regardless like to stop and ask someone at like a reception position how they're doing is like equivalent to like thanking your bag boy or something like it was very kind and I was like so shocked so shocked that you know like when someone's nice like they're like instantly prettier she in person her skin was amazing and on camera I don't think it looks that great and um and she was just like so much softer looking in person it was like a very bizarre moment um and then from there um as we continued working um, with Vicky, like on other matters and stuff, uh, she needed a notary like a bunch of times, and so I would notarize for her at the office, or I went. I've been to Kodo Insurance. I, all of my insurance plans are with Vicky's office, and Bri- um, Brianna's condo. Yeah, I went to Brianna's condo. I saw her a lot, and. Yeah. Julia said the same thing that everyone was really respectful and nice when she encountered them at that law firm. Um, I encountered Alexis Bolino on the street at, in Corona del Mar, which is a part of Newport Beach. And, um, you know, when you walk by someone, you kind of give them the, well, in Minnesota, you people know this, you give them the upside down smile or the half smile. You just acknowledge someone's presence. Or you're at a stoplight together, you're waiting for the pedestrian light, and you just kind of like give a half smile to someone like, hey, hmm, acknowledge you. I'm not saying hi. I'm just like, hmm, you know, you give the half smile. Oh, no, she did not. She didn't look my way. She, I, I did the upside down Minnesota smile like, hmm, hey, nope, just ignoring me cross the street together over to the juice bar like yeah no acknowledgement whatsoever so i know alexis is from missouri but um yeah she didn't give the midwestern welcome i've I'll seen i've seen <laughs> you were with me when we saw lydia we've seen lydia out a couple yeah. times yeah. lydia like is exactly how she is on tv bipping around like the bars in newport beach with like the kermit hands hi yeah no she was um, she was friendly. Like two months ago, I was at a party with Bronwyn and her husband. Right. How was that? Cool. Um, she also would like came and had a conversation with me. Was like super nice and very approachable. Um, 
you know who was super nice was um, Emily and Lynn Curtin. Mm-hmm. And so there was that event we went to with Emily Simpson, Lynn Curtin, and then that Peggy person from years ago. Mm-hmm. Peggy was the diva. And I'm like, oh, Peggy, I, I can barely place you on the Housewives. But she was the diva of it. Lynn was super nice. Um, Emily, super nice. Striking, both of them. Lynn was very petite. Emily was statuesque, like Chloe uh, Kardashian, just curvy, but so fucking fit and beautiful. Um, like anyone said, there's like any kind of weight issue. I just want to punch him in the face because she was so fit and proportionate and curvy. Like it was insane. So the whole weight issue on the OC thing just drove me insane because Emily was so impressive in person. Like I imagine, you know, Chloe Kardashian was even, you know, before he got her, her, whatever, her Mm -hmm. fake shit. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm sure that we have more more stories, but I can't think of any right now. But, um, I mean, I've seen Vicky, no. I've seen Vicky at South Coast Plaza at the Chanel store. I've seen, yeah. um, I used to see Slade used to work in my same, um, I used to work for like a home builder in Newport Beach, and he was right in that same um, complex. I used to see him around. Yeah. Okay, Keely asked, how do you feel about Summer House? She loves it. Um, Okay, here's the deal. I watch it. I don't like it. I don't look forward to it. I still watch it because I'm just a glutton for punishment. Here's what I don't get. Like, now the cast is younger, and I really do like the younger cast. They're more interesting and dynamic than, quite frankly, the older cast. Um, it's just dumb. For me, it's like okay, they oh Kyle, he's thirty seven, and for me, I get like, hey, let's go get some fucking bank house on the Hamptons and have a blowout, like my friend Heidi did. She got Leonardo DiCaprio's house in Palm Springs. We did a fucking blowout with a whole bunch of fucking friends. It was great. It was fantastic. But to do it every weekend when you're 37, every single weekend, and all it is is about getting shit-faced and hooking up with someone in the house, I don't know, that seems more like, you know, 18 to 25 to me, and so I don't really get it. The whole premise of the show is getting shit-faced and hooking up with someone in the house, and most of the people are either coupled off or they have boyfriends, so it just seems really superficial and dumb to me, but and then it happens every weekend so I don't get it, like, I get it if it's like blowout, like blowout, couple weekends here and there, I don't know Yeah, I I feel like um, they I've heard that it's better, and I have not watched it since I heard that, I feel really bad but, um I feel like they messed up with like the premise of the show. Like you mentioned, like the it's it just doesn't make sense. Like now they have like a pretty good cast going, everyone's happy with them, but the show like the actual layout of the show doesn't make sense. 
but the younger people that they brought in that would maybe it would make sense to like blow out every weekend and be like yeah we fucking work all week long in the hot city we blow it off we we all pull our money together because we're in our 20s so we have to pull our money together but they all have boyfriends or girlfriends so it doesn't make sense and then the people that it's like kyle's 37 i mean it's just a little sad i don't know it, that's all it is though it's just getting wasted in the pool they maybe have a dinner scene and then they fight about who's hooking up with who and then they go back and get more wasted and then hang out at the pool like for me like yeah it's this season is better than it ever has been but I'm saying like it was a one and now it's a three so and maybe I'm just like aged out I don't know. I don't get it. But Kyle is fucking 37, so how am I aged out? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. There's your there's your answer. I'm still watching because I'm fucking bored and I need more shows, but I don't enjoy it. And I don't care if I, like, missed it. Like, if it's on the DVR for five days, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to see Summer House. Literally, if I'm traveling for work or personal, I'm like, Vanderbilt, I'm like, how can I see this? Or if it's like even New York or something. Some Love After Lockup, 90 Day. I'm like, oh my God, I have to see this. I can't go a day without seeing it. I'm going to die. I don't feel this way about Summer House. Yeah. All I'm saying, Love After Lockup is where it's at, people. Fuck 90 Day. There's too many fucking... You know what I hate about 90 Day is if you haven't been watching the whole fucking shit show of it with all their like 19 different variations of shows everyone is fucking confused so I'm trying to catch everyone up and say oh you didn't see this person and this person like Darcy she's on again no one knows Darcy if you just started watching and I'm like oh my god Darcy's had three seasons let me catch you up it's very stressful for me to educate people on Darcy's (laughs) past and like life Love After Lockup, now they have Life After Lockup, but I'm like, you can't watch Life After Lockup if you haven't seen Love After Lockup. I'm like, now I gotta educate you on all the fucking people. I'm like, it's a lot of stress and I just can't do it anymore, but those are the shows that if I'm traveling and if my fucking hotel doesn't have TLC or We or Bravo, I'm I just want to get the hell out of Dodge. Anyways, let's go on. So, which VPR couple do you think might break up? And who do you think will have kids first? Okay, Holly, you go first on who you think might break up and who you think will have kids first. For the couple that I think might break up, I'm going to go with Tom and Ariana. And for who I think will have kids first, um, I'm going to go with Brittany and Jax. Okay, so I went with Kids First, Brittany and Jax, even though I'm really skeptical because he's a pothead, a roid user, a supplement abuser, and she's a, you know, kind of a raging alcoholic. Well, I won't say alcoholic because that's, I don't want to use that out of term. Um, I'll just go with what Ariana said on Sheena's podcast. She loves her shots, Okay. So I don't think that's doing anybody 
great prep between Jack's being a pothead and his past and her sitch. So, but I'm still going to put my money on them for having a kid first, um, sadly. My breakup, here's what I give. I give Katie and Tom will break up within three years. I think Stassi and Poe will break up after seven. I think he's very committed to his word and his religion, so he's going to take it seriously and muscle through the like the tough times. But I do think they will break up, but it might be like after year seven. Jackson Britt, I'm also giving five to seven because I think he's going to do a whole lot of fucking shit in that time. But she's going to stay and forgive, 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 forgive. And then probably on his fifth fuck up, she's going to be like, fuck you. And she's going to have enough, like, assets at that point to say fuck you. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think, uh, well, no, you said uh, Tom and Ariana. I'm going with Kenny and Tom. No way. There's no way those two are like they, those two cannot separate. There's no way. They like will not survive. Well, they need each other's income. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they just live in misery. I feel like like neither one of them are motivated enough to like truly get up and leave. Like like even to like stand up and leave to, like to the other room. Yeah. <laughs> There's just gonna be that old like the guy with the pitchfork and the girl with the bucket and it's like ah we're stuck with each other yes <laughs> alright which person Maggie Maggie <laughs> Maggie is asking uh, which person from VPR would you partner with life for if forced hmm um I read this ahead of time and I thought about it thought about it couldn't answer I thought about it came up with an answer okay well answer because let me think okay so if I were into women I would go with Sheena because she's always fucking hustling she's always making bank and she's super generous and she would provide security because she would want me to feel secure and like I don't I don't need gifts but she like my gift would be like you know oh gosh I'm not working oh I got it I got the mortgage don't worry she's also fun she likes to do active things and um I don't know I'm just okay if I was into women if I was in a man I really had to think about this harder but I I mean it's not like a shocker I guess I would choose Sandoval because he's the most considerate. And when I think about the things that irritate me most in life are when people are inconsiderate and they just, you know, like Lala, know your place. Like when you're inconsiderate, it like drives me insane. And Sandoval is very considerate of people and doesn't take them, like he's just considerate. So I think my most uh, compatible, tolerable person would be Sandoval. Okay, like how far, how, can I go like way down the line or does it have to be like a full-on cast member? Well, I don't know. I was trying, look, 
I was trying to be respectful and not give that shit answer that people give on Andy. So I was trying to be like, oh, yeah, obviously I'd say, like, Ken Todd. Because, like, yeah, I love him the most. Okay, fine. So. I'll give a, I'll give a, a, an answer, an Andy Cohen answer and I mean, a you, real answer. You could say, like, like, you could say, like, Jesse Montana or, or Jeremy or Max or something. But well, no, I'm just I'm, saying. I choose Paul. <laughs> because and let me tell you why he i feel like he would like <laughs> like i could stay <laughs> i could stay in the beverly hills apartment while he goes and works in san francisco and then um you know so there'd be like that you know we'd have like our own time and then um <laughs> like he was like really fun and jolly which i like and then um, very happy very happy very positive <laughs> I mean, he liked the nightlife, you know, like he, he, he liked a good, like faux leather jacket. Um, I was kind of like into his gold chains. Like I've never been with anyone that wears gold chains like that. Um, and then if I had to pick someone like that is like season eight cast member, I have a really disturbing choice. I would choose Randall. Okay. Like oh. I, I <laughs> quite frankly, I would use Randall far, far, far galaxies far in front of Paul. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> I really like Paul. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm liking Randall. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I really like Paul. <laughs> okay. What's yeah. next? Why do you think Peter is a, isn't a bigger part of the show? He's uh, Emily C. Um, he's been on since the beginning, but he's barely featured. Is he that boring? Um, well, I think because Peter's a manager and he actually walks a straight line. He's actually like trying to seriously be a manager, and he's not trying to get into the shit. So he's trying to be professional. And AKA when you're professional, that's boring. He's too nice. And there's not a lot of issues because he's trying to walk the straight line and kudos to him, but that doesn't make for great reality TV. So I, uh, yeah, I think that on paper, like Peter has everything that should make him be able to be featured on the show. Like he is good looking. He's, um, a decent actor, like he works at the restaurant, like all the things that check off that you should be able to be featured, but there's definitely something missing for me. I don't know what it is. I think like Sarah said, just not being able to jump in there. And I also, this is like no dig on Peter, but I just, I truly don't think that like he is on the same level with like the core cast members of like, um, like the chemistry isn't there with him. Does that like does that make sense to yeah. you Sarah? Like um like there's no I mean, one it, there's no one that's attracted to Peter in the group. I don't I don't know how to um Well, I mean, Jack's had him as as a groomsman, but it's like there's a disconnect. It's like Yes. Yeah, no one's going to confide in him and hang out with him like I think he was a groomsman because he and Jack's and Stassi, Kitty they were all friends before filming. So there's a little bonding there. 
And Peter's always been to like, oh, yeah, let's hang out. Like, his go-to man. Like, Jack's his right-hand man. Yeah. And But if Jax hadn't known him before filming, Peter wouldn't have been a groomsman. And he wouldn't even be, you know, like a thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't really explain why. Um I, and I actually just, I, I like, I feel like we've definitely gotten more insight. Like, we've said this from the beginning, but talking to more, you know, to like the newer cast members and stuff like that, like, I truly think you have to be a hustler to get in there. I mean, we've, look at Faith couldn't even get in there. Faith, like, yeah. came and shook it up. And- well, yeah. And Charlie said this on our interview with Charlie. She's like, you really got to go in there. And she's like, I wasn't really willing to. I was trying to feel things out, and then unfortunately, like, she, yeah, I don't know if she'll make next season because she didn't get in there, and you really kind of go in, kind of go in and make your stamp, right? Although, you know, one could say Raquel did, and it still didn't work out for her, but I have a if, feeling Ch- Charlie's not out yet. I have a feeling something's coming up. Well, I, mean, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Because, but yeah, I've been but, hearing a lot of like podcast and it's like it's kind of funny because people are saying like Dina's very um curated and calculated it's like oh let me make sure I get airtime oh this max thing makes sense oh and that didn't work out Ooh, suddenly I'm gonna date Brett well that makes sense and it does it does seem very um calculated and and someone was like well someone like Charlie who really doesn't really have seemed to watch the show as she said she didn't and came in and was like I don't know I was just like thrown into this opportunity like why not but I was a little guarded and like what should I do like she's just figuring shit out much like the housewives um, fucking Teddy did that for a season didn't, like a lot of the new housewives they say the first season they don't fucking rock feathers they, they're trying to figure things out right Charlie's like, I don't even know what I'm getting into. Let me figure this out. I don't trust these people, so I'm not going to open up to them. So I kind of get what Charlie's doing, right? And what she said in our interview. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, they could cut her because she didn't open up enough. That where people are going to be like, oh, well, we won't miss her. She didn't open up enough. Open up enough. But a lot of us that are catching the details are like. Actually, we need that fresh person that didn't watch a show and isn't calculated enough to be like, oh, I need to be with Max. Oh, if that didn't work out, I need to be with Brett. Oh, I'm going to show my comedy. Like, a lot of people are actually saying Dana's being um, strategic, um, kind of like, oh, let me see how I could fit into this world. Whereas, suppose Charlie doesn't even have a fucking clue about this world, because she is that younger generation we are talking about that watches YouTube and TikTok. TikTok, they don't watch fucking Bravo. They don't watch cable TV. Yeah, but she's an actress, and when you take a job and when you are auditioning for something, you better well damn know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not going to get the job. And I'm sure that she researched and knows what she's doing. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that. Like, I feel like you should, like, how do you not prepare for 
it'd be like going for a role and being like, nope, I don't know. I like unless unless yeah. they found that endearing. I don't know. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes into our next question from Valentine Escobar. Hello. Um, whether this is all staged or. You know, he was asking, like, it seems like conspiracy. Like, did T. Sandy and Jax, like, hey, let's do this little fake scene. We'll get more airtime. We'll, you know, cause controversy for the show. Um, Jax, I think, is always trying to, like, create shit because it gives him airtime, which I do think translates for him to dollars. Um, T. Sandy, I never understand why he forgives him the way he does because Jax has done some real, like, just let's go back to, was it season two or season three when he was on the beach? He's like, yeah, doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me at all. Oh, we're not that close. Oh, friend. As he says, friend. And Sandoval's like, oh, we're best friends for ten years. And Jax is like, oh, friend. Like, I don't know when is enough for Sandoval, so I don't know if they're faking it for the show or Sandoval's just fucking dumb and a doormat and a, like, piece of shit. Like, just, like, run over me a thousand times, bro. But I feel like Sandoval's finally done and he finally gets it. I don't know what fucking took him so long. Like, are we really doing two friendship breakups this season so we have the witches breaking up with Kristen and we have Jax and Tom breaking up like this is this is a lot well what upsets me is once justified like Sandoval should fucking cut Jax off but it feels like Jack's cutting Sandoval off which seems so fucking wrong it should be the other way around and then the Christian like oh really Oh, Katie, you're going to invite people you've never met. Oh, kiss Katie, you and Stasi, you love meeting new people, as you say absolutely the opposite on your podcast. We hate meeting new people, no new friends. They say it all the time. Oh, we're going to invite these people at Sir that we don't work at. And then Ixnay, our sister, our Witches of We Hope partner. Yeah. Fuck you. And I think they thought they were getting away with, like, their... I think it's turning against them. You know, um, I think 100% it has turned into a sitcom. This is just like when The Hills... I know The Hills was always fake, but it got really bad at the end. And I feel like that's what we are dealing with right now. I made a list, an interesting list that I wanted to share with you guys. Yes. I'm going through my paper. Hold on. Like, let's just talk about the the events that the cast has thrown for themselves so far this year in season eight. First, we had, and um, I wasn't sure about this. I wanted to ask you, did they didn't show Jax's first bachelor trip or uh, bachelor party that was in L.A., did they? They just talked about Tom missing it. Right. That was the unfilmed one. Okay, so that was unfilmed. So I'm not going to list that. So number one, we have the bachelor bachelorette trip to Miami. Then we have Stassi's book party. Then we have Brittany's princess-themed bridal shower. Then Peter's birthday. Then Ariana's birthday and Stassi's breakfast. Then the rehearsal dinner um, that continued into, you know, the night out at the bar. Then we had the wedding. Then we had a whole section of the reception. Then we had Tom's extra party. The lizard memorial. 
the girls' wine night, Jax's 80s party, and then the party at Ariana's where they did the prank. But, like, so basically this season, like, they've just been throwing themselves these little events all over the place. And um, it just, like, to me that just seems, like, super staged. Um, And there was, there's even stuff that we know that, like, they even did more things that weren't even shown. Like, um, Kristen's James May launch. Like, they... uh, Remember, I had Ronnie in the car, and I drove yeah. past that little warehouse party. Yep. Um, they didn't show that. Just like, um, and their filming schedule schedule was like insane. Like, I don't know. It's just they, it seems like the, it's super manufactured right now. Yes, hundred percent. So that's the answer on that one. I would say. Yeah. Um, let's take a tiny little break, you guys. I want to share something with you that I'm super excited about. Um, we wanted to do a little giveaway for you guys because, um, shit is hard right now. You know, it's stressful. This is all like, none of us have ever been through this before with what's going on in the world right now. And I don't know, I think... uh, I also want to say, like, in our group, I am so proud of our group. Like, people are checking in every single day and asking how everyone's doing. We're asking about, you know, how people are coping with stress, people on the front line, people's families. Like, it's really cool to see. And, I mean, this group, like I said, is way more supportive than my very own family. So, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'd say, like, about a month and a half ago, I ordered... um, uh, this product from one of the one of our listeners. She has a business in our group, and I I don't know. I just I saw her some of her like social media posts, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna order this. Anyways, it is I ordered bath bombs, and these are CBD bath bombs. And I'll tell you guys a little bit more about this whole um, company, but they were awesome. They have all, they have different kinds. And um, I'd never tried that before. I've never tried, like, a CBD bath bomb. So I was like, hmm, like, I wonder what the deal is. And let me just tell you, it's amazing. So the company is called Simon Wolf CBD. That's S-I-M-O-N-W-O-L-F-F-C-B-D.com. So Simon Wolf with two Fs. Um, And you guys can check out their website. But here's the cool thing. Besides, um, like, I ordered some bath bombs, but she just sent over a ton of stuff for that we can give out to you guys because she knows that everybody's stressed, and so she wanted you guys to be able to try out her stuff, which I thought was so cool. So I have some bath bombs. I have CBD hand sanitizer, and I have... Um, I have even a sex elixir, which is awesome, too, Um it's great for people who have like painful intercourse or things like that. So we have a bunch of stuff to try. So um, we thought we'd do like a little question. And then I have like, I think I have like seven um, bath bombs and seven hand sanitizers and whatever. So we can put together little packs for you guys, depending on how many people enter. So the question that we want you guys to answer is what is Sheena's sister's name? And you can message the answer to VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. What is Sheena's sister's name? And um, we will totally send that out for you guys. But yeah, so the CBD bath bombs are amazing. They're designed to give you the most 
transformative, calming, soothing, rejuvenating bath experience you've ever had. I, I was like super excessive the other day. I was having like a horrible day. I posted about it in the group. I was just like so overwhelmed. I have like this little tiny bathtub <laughs> and I filled that sucker up and I dropped two of these bath bombs in. Oh my gosh, I felt so much better. Like my body was buzzing and it was like a good thing. The hand sanitizers, I mean, that's totally essential right now. So super cool. So you guys check out their website. Let's support her. Women supporting women. They're in our group. They're business owners. Let's support them. So shout out to Aaron and Michelle for sending that stuff over. Yes. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Yeah. I love our group. Can support our group. And if you guys have like, you know, Etsy shops or products or anything, just let us know. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. That Yeah, so yeah, send that over and so then kind. I'll get to the post office and mail it off to you guys. Okay. Well, what what other what else do we have left? Or I'll do it for you because I like to get my walks in and I don't want to expose your children to more, you know. No, I can I can it'll give me some <laughs> it'll give me something to do too. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean I was like, I just gonna go to the store, I know I should avoid it, but I'm like like I go for walks and whatnot, but like going to store is kind of fun. I, I no, I limit it. Don't get me wrong, people. I limit it only if there's a reason. Like you know, I needed this. Yeah, so. of course. You're not Anyways. going there and just perusing the aisles for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. That's not uh, your style, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> if VPR ended, what other show could you see yourselves covering on the podcast? And like for me. Like, and we, and they, someone else asked, you know, what did, you know, Holly and I talk about before Vanderpump? Well, she and I talked about dance bombs, maybe a little like Orange County Housewives, Beverly Hills Housewives. Uh, for me, I would love to cover, you know, I would love to do like a five minute recap on any Housewives. Holly doesn't have the time. She's got like, you know, two kids, especially right now, she needs to figure out how to, keep busy um but if not housewives i would definitely like okay if we're calling like orange is the new black it's over it's over but if you're asking me in the past what i would have liked to cover would have loved to cover that i would have loved to cover um and we could recover because it's it's kind of like a sorry hold on i felt like my microphone kept like jarring against my yeah it was just tapping yeah it was tapping I could feel that so back in the day and we could resurface this for new listeners I would love to cover Rock of Love or Simple Life or like Joe Millionaire those early reality shows when they were truly reality like early 2000s um and it was like still real and they even did like you know I'm not I'm not going to say The Apprentice because just whatever but there was an Apprentice knockoff of like someone thought they were like winning a millionaire position I can't remember the name of that but it was genius and it turned out like it was just a hoax that was fun like kind of like a Joe Millionaire it was like The Bachelor, and they thought they were marrying a millionaire, but he was just like a broke-ass bitch. And, <laughs> I don't know. 
because there's plenty of bachelor recaps once you know oh by the way i did just walk by i know a couple of you in the um podcast uh, i'm sorry podcast facebook group notice um colton the bachelor who did you know come down with coronavirus he is living a couple blocks away from me i walk by his house every day not to be a stalker but it's literally on my route i walk the streets every single day to get my steps in that's what we can do okay i'm not going to the gym so i walk i run i do steps on the beach whatever but he's just like on one of my current paths and he was i know on his social media he was like up on the third tier of his girlfriend cassie randolph's place her parents house it's one of those you know tall skinny stories where they have three tiers and so i guess he was banished to the third tier and quarantined up there but i know that was a couple weeks ago so i just happened to be walking past and oh shoot there he is on the front patio right on street level doing some tri-dips i was like oh shit that's colton so I did take a picture, but, you know, from afar, not invading on anyone's space. But I was like, well, A, I was happy to see he recovered and cool and also happy he's a couple blocks away. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with your um, the, your photo. You were really up in there. And they're still together. Yeah, that's cool. And they've kind of maintained a low pro like a lot of these bachelor coppers are like we're together it's like they've kind of been on the low you know haven't been I don't know someone said he was writing a book and putting coronavirus into it and it was fake he's just faking it I'm like come on I don't think anyone's that big of a douchebag I'm sorry he was a virgin or says he was a virgin like you're not gonna like you're gonna do that for your whole life and be a NFL player and be a virgin but oh you're going to fake coronavirus to write a book? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Anyways, uh, which VPR person looks most different in person? Um, I have my theories. What are yours? Um, gosh, hold on. Let me think. Um... Okay, for me, I'll let you think. For me, Katie, stunning, skin, illuminescent, hair, as you can see it on TV. But her body was just strikingly, strikingly beautiful. Her ass, as we've said in previous podcasts, Julia hit her ass. Um... She she just looks much better in person than on TV. I would also say Schwartz in that respect because you think he's going to be like this tiny little weasel. No, he's quite tall and he actually looks much more sober, coherent, and less like uh, drugged out in person. He's very alert and aware and engaging. As I said last week, he looks you in the eye. He speaks to you. Like, he, he's very alive when you see him. Yeah, he's thin. He, he, yeah, probably, you know, whatever. Bow, dad bod, whatever. He's not some beefcake. He's not Sheena's boyfriend. But he, he's much different in person than what you see on TV is, I guess, what I'll say. How about you? 
Um, I'm going to say Lala for me was like the most shocking in person because I, you know, you see her on TV and she looks pretty and whatever, but in person it's like just a whole nother level. Um, and then... Well, her ass was another level, yeah. Just everything to me, just like her height, her body, her weight, like just all of it was just like, oh my god. Um, and then I would say for a guy... Um, Sandoval to me is just like sorry Heather I feel bad saying this but he's the least attractive to me like on the show like I just it just does does nothing for me but in person is a whole different story like he literally is like very like when you see him in public it's like oh shit like he is a celebrity like and you don't not like a Vanderpump rule celebrity like a real celebrity um, he is just like he's tall his skin is like crazy and I mean to me like that is like super shocking the person who I feel like looks exactly the same as they do on TV and in person James and Kristen yeah both like like literally the, like exactly the same like they film just how they look um, I, I want to add to this um, Sheena was so much more tiny Okay, so we saw her. She was their waitress to Villa Blanca. But when I was on stage with her at her show, Sex Tips in Vegas, she was teeny tiny, like 12-year-old girl tiny. So tiny. Like, not emaciated, not eating disorder. I'm not saying that. Like, she just has really small bones and small features. And, like, I guess I didn't get that at Villa Blanca. And I know she transformed her body. Oh, but her body completely changed. She totally. was tiny. I mean, look at, like, her wedding, like, photos and, to, and how she looks now. She's a completely different person. Yeah, I was just shocked. I mean, like, even her early 20s, whatever, like, baby fat in the face. It, like, she was never fat. Never, no. No, but no, her body frame. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you can lose weight, but like her body frame changed. It was like if you went from like a Beyonce body frame to Rachel Zoe, it was like two different body frames. Mm -hmm. Like, it it, it changed. Like, both are fantastic, but it's just different frames. So it like jarred me. I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were like this teeny little person. I thought you were more like a J-Lo. And then when I saw her, well, we, she was our waitress. She was like a teeny little J-Lo. But then on stage, she was like a teeny tiny little, wow. Not in a, not in a bad way. I was just like, wow. Yeah. She oh, no. She totally did. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. That's why I'm doing these apps. These apps are great. <laughs> Anyways. So, who do you think would make an amazing new cast member? Could be social media or YouTube star. And I had a real, uh, real problem with this. I had to think about it a lot. And I came up with a, a, a few randos. Um, first, I came up with Jackie Schimmel. I'm like, oh, she would for sure shake shit up. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to gangster army of Stassi and Jackie like dominating but if she came in random let's say Stassi left the show I think Jackie coming in could really shake shit up um a black china could shake shit up 
And then I thought, and I was thinking about <laughs> who else? I was like, oh, DJ James Kennedy. Okay, who else? I'm like, what if uh, Paris Hilton and DJ James did a collab and then it like bleeded into the show? Like, there could be some drama there. And then I thought, okay, well, who else? A housewife kid. Well, okay, Gigi and Bella, they're too fucking nice and too elevated. But what if we brought in like Sean Keo or Shane Keo? Um, he could fit in there and be a fucking dick, but maybe he's too old. But that's when we were talking about earlier. Lori Peterson's daughter, O.C. Angel. What if she came in and like shook shit up? I mean, at this point, like, I would love to see someone richer and more famous come in to shake things up with Jax and Stassi specifically. Like Paris. Like yeah. Paris. Like someone where they were like intimidated or less than. You know what I mean? Like to where they... Like, like obviously I would say like Christian Cavallari or someone like that. Or a, but but she's... Christian's never going to do that. So I'm like, well, Paris? What about, what about Heidi and Spencer? Yeah, but they're friends. They're friendly. Yeah, they that's play the game. And they all play the game together. And Spencer's like, yeah, I recognize your game. We play the game together. And they're going to be in cahoots. You're right. No, you're right. You need right. someone that he's not in cahoots with. So, and, then, and yeah, no, someone like Laurie Peterson's daughter or like Lynn Curtin's daughter, the porn actress. That would be great. But Jax is going to be like, ah, oh, some skank. Or he's just going to pull a power trip. But I don't know. Someone. Like, Shane Keogh could be good because he's fucking hot, cocky, accomplished. And he was dating, like, Miss California. I don't know. It could be, like, a, a match for Jax. Yeah. And he's, and he's still younger than Jax. And he's fucking hotter than Jax. But he's still got that dick person. You know what I mean? Yeah. You remember him, right? Mm-hmm. So Shane Keogh, like he, she had the same girlfriend as Br- him and Brody Jenner dated like the same girls. Yeah, I don't know, because Brody. Well, it would be great if Brody came in, but I don't. I don't see that happening. Why would Brody downgrade himself? Yeah, he wouldn't. Anyways, all right. Well, uh, Lolly wants to know how much. How on earth do you have so much energy as a mom, especially driving, running around, and daisy around, helping with their dance stuff and their career? You're amazing. How the fuck do you do it? What's your busy time? Like, you know, basically, like, how the fuck do you do it? And I wrote, she's insane. Um, <laughs> Lolly, like, th- that statement, like, right there, like, makes me sad because, like, this is, like, definitely, like, this is why I'm struggling right now my life is like completely changed just like everybody else's like I'm just trying to like now adapt to like the new I just got like the final email from Ronnie's school like her school is closed till like she's not going back to school like it's done and I'm just like trying to figure out like how on earth I'm going to be able to do this like I I don't know how I'm gonna do it like, I feel like such, like, a little crybaby sitting here whining about it. But holy hell, like, I don't want my kid at home. I want her going to school. Like, this sucks. So, um, 
And then, like, we're so busy, like, she's on a competition dance and a musical theater team. That's all canceled. And everything is done online now. And and then Daisy's running around like crazy. Like, it is just, it's have, like, I, I feel like, I feel like well, lately, like, I, like, look in the mirror and I have no idea who the hell I am in the mirror. Like, I, I used to be like, here's Holly, busy, running around, girl, and, like, podcasting at night and like like it felt good to be so busy now I'm not and like I just feel like I'm having to like reinvent like I have been eating so horribly I've like like I'm like fully eating my feelings and like it's like there's no excuse like I can absolutely like like Sarah like I can hardly even listen to her talking about like her walks and her stairs and this and that because I'm just like I am so far from that right now that I can't even like I I don't even I'm not there I I don't have two kids well still a lot of a lot of people have children and and they're doing fine (laughs) yeah but you don't want to expose like trust me when I'm running the stairs people are wearing masks and they're like "Mm, you go on this side I'm like "Uh, I'm going with the flow of traffic you go down the right side up the left side and like I have some guy yelling at me with a mask when I have headphones on and a podcast playing I'm like I'm not listening to you and then he's like, Meh, and he's pointing. I'm like, well, A, first of all, I'm going with the flow of traffic. Second of all, I was here first, and fuck you. But whatever, we're six feet apart, so what the fuck does it matter? And you're wearing a mask. Wait, like, okay, I, then you're sick because I don't know. Or like, it's very frustrating. It but, is. Oh. It's it is. Like I just. I am just, like, trying to, like, Sarah said the other day, she's like, take it one day at a time, and, like, I literally have to tell myself that, because, like, I, no one knows what's going to happen, and, like, we just have to, like, I'm just trying to breathe well, through it, and, you know, <sighs> Michaela, like, Layton is going to Michaela, going, school mommy, school, school mommy, she's wanting to go to, like, her little three-year-old preschool school mommy she's like no sorry honey it's closed no not closed it's closed and then she's like zoo zoo she's like i'm sorry it's closed and, and then she goes oh, mom guess what the zoo is not closed and she's like no it is it's closed like how do you explain that like ronnie can understand but you now have to entertain Ronnie but Daisy doesn't the other thing that's like stressful is like she literally has a laptop that was given to her from the school for this purpose we have to be on in the classroom at 9 30 every morning like I have to like fully teach her while struggling with Daisy like that's like screaming Mm. in the background she's like and like next week she has like a zoom call with her teacher to evaluate her reading and math and I'm just like Oh my like, god! Like for what? What are you gonna do? Hold her back if she doesn't do it right? Like, why are we? Like, she's can, a laptop at five. That's yes, insane. it's insane. Like, like she has so much homework and so much stuff. So, like, I have like a guilt thing about like, is she learning enough? Like, am I doing a good enough job? And then the other day she made a comment. Like, um, the teacher like asked like, so like, what's your favorite thing that you're doing? You know, at home. All the other kids are like. I'm going on bike rides with my parents. And then, like, some other kid was like, I'm playing soccer with my dad. And Ronnie was like, um, I'm, like, 
going out in the yard a lot and sleeping because my mom likes to sleep. That's oh, what she said. Oh, and uh, when she got off that call, I'm like, Ronnie, when have you oh, ever see- when have you ever seen me sleep? Like, like literally, I will lay down with Daisy to get her you to never take a sleep. nap. Like I, but I, like, are you kidding me? I would love to sleep. Like. Oh my god, like never. I actually tell everyone I know, literally everyone I know, I'm like, Holly's one of those people that works on four, maybe five hours of sleep, and you did that before kids. Yeah, and it's just it like, it, but I was like, like she literally her... said it in front of like her entire class that like, we've been sleeping, that's what we've been doing god. over here, and I'm just like, why? I'm like, I, anytime I'm laying down, I'm putting Daisy to sleep, like I'm like, I'm not sleep, like I'm not like, Ronnie, go to right. sleep. Because you need to, because sometimes they won't go to sleep unless you're, yeah, I got it. I know that. Yeah, totally. When I babysit, I'm like, okay, I'll go to sleep with you and I wait for them to fall asleep and then I get up and do my own thing. Yeah, totally. I I understand that. I'm not even a parent. No, and, well, and then like uh, when I like told her, she's like, oh no, I know. Like she like told her, I'm like, why did you say that then? Yeah. Oh my gosh! But it's like, and then like, why does it even bother me that she said that? I don't know. So, I am just, I'm, I'm with all of you guys, doing my best, and we're gonna get through this, and you know, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. So, um, question for you now, Sarah: What made you move to California? Oh, you kind of uh, mentioned that. Um, where's... Yeah, I mean, basically weather, and I said it. What? when I was three and I want to hold up to my word and you know never back down on my word and I did say it when I was three and so there you go my dad even says he's like even in high school I went to a musical and you were singing a solo like California here I come right you know it's like he was just born in me and whatever I made it happen um but the more interesting question was um again Lolly I think you've mentioned traveling a lot. What's your favorite place? Okay. It all depends on what you're looking for. But by far, I always say in extremes, Santorini and Bora Bora. So Santorini, Greek Islands, just, I know a lot of people love Mykonos. That's kind of more the party island. Not really what I'm into. Um, Santorini so beautiful and just so old school and chill that I love every aspect of it Um, Bora Bora by far the most beautiful and water and island and over the water bungalow by far fucking do that and by the way people everyone that's ever going to book anything to like Tahiti don't you, you have to land in Tahiti but by all means do not stay in Tahiti Pay the extra fucking couple hundred dollars to go to. It doesn't have to be Bora Bora. There's all sorts of little islands off of Tahiti. You have to land in Tahiti, but it's kind of like a little sketchy and it's not great. And it's like real mossy anyways, even if you get the overwater bungalow. Just pay that like $200 extra or whatever. Go to Bora Bora or one of the other islands. well, DM me if you want advice on that. So worth it. The most beautiful place ever. Most chill place ever. But if you want to talk, um, okay, uh, Italy, so many different vibes and places. If you want to know about that, DM me. 
Um, if you want city, like London, it's fucking fantastic. Paris is fantastic. I love the countryside, you know, like Tuscany or French countryside, like the little trains and stop off of little towns. That's great. Um, if you want to talk domestically where you can fucking drive, well, besides Alaska, Alaska is, I would say Santorini, Bora Bora, Alaska, mind blowing. But if you just, hey, if we're in a drive zone right now, because like no travel, right? Fucking uh, West Virginia, Appalachian Mountains are striking. Tennessee, Kentucky Hills, beautiful. Um, Washington State, all of it, beautiful. Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, oh my God. Um, Minnesota people, shout out to the Boundary Waters. Fantastic, pristine, striking. What the heck is Boundary Waters? It's the Boundary Waters, Holly. It (laughs) is the border between Minnesota and Canada and there's, um, you know, land of 10,000 lakes. Well, really, you know, Minnesota people go to Wisconsin to get their lake cabins and all that, do their water skiing and blah, blah, blah. But really, pristine lakes where we would canoe for a week. And you could literally, <laughs> uh, you know, you've heard me m- mention my friend Angelique. Shout out to Angelique and Angelique's friend Teresa, who is afraid of statues. <laughs> right so Angelique and I would be in the boundary waters oh and my we, God. we would have Kool-Aid mix and we would dip our cup in the boundary waters for water and mix up our Kool-Aid we could drink it because there's no motorized it's pure water but wait pure, wait wait water. is boundary waters like a place yes <laughs> okay this is where so we would go okay when will we go through the church and it would be like a church retreat so we would um what do you call it like you carry canoes on your back and a whole bunch of packs like um there's a word whatever um so you would have to go from lake to lake with your canoe on your back and like the guys would have like the supplies, like the refrigerator on their back, and then we would camp out. Oh, I see to, it. Like you, the Boundary you, Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. Yes, and then you'd have to like pee in the wilderness, or if you had to like do something else, you're supposed to dig a hole. Whatever. Um, but literally, the waters are so pristine that we would scoop up water and put our Kool-Aid mix in there and like drink it like like fucking drink the fucking water from the lake as we were canoeing so Angelique and I would like what was it, like a church res- retreat so kind of like boring and shit so they would want the pastor would want like oh let's gather around the campground and read this bible passage so we would be like oh shoot we didn't know we already read it we read ahead. We already did our homework. And he's like, oh, you did? Okay, well, I guess you don't have to join in. But really, inside our tent, we'd be reading The Sensuous Woman, which is like sex tips and shit like that. Shit we didn't need to know about when we were 15. But really, it is how I learned to, how to give a blowjob. Straight up. 
called the Hoover technique, called the... <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is going real downhill real quick, but Angelique will respect this. Um, so we were reading all sorts of like, well, dirty shit. It was actually a really famous published book. Every, you guys know Sensuous Woman? All right. It wasn't like we were reading Hustler. Anyway, so we said we would re- we read ahead on the Bible passages, and the guys would get so pissed, our guys our age, and so they would like fucking like tear down our shit. They axed our book. They fucked with our tent, and so then we had payback because there's no real payback because you gotta cook your fucking meals, right? It's all like freeze dried shit. Wait, wait, but- wait, wait, wait. They axed your book. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, I have the book. It has a giant axe mark through it, like a serial killer. It's axed. <laughs> Anyways, um, point being, point being. That, wait, hold on. That ties into next week's episode when they go to the axe throwing thing. You need to find the book yeah. and post it. Yes. And it ties into, like, uh, Sandoval and Brock wanting to <laughs> build axe. You didn't listen to their podcast, Holly. They wanted to build axe-throwing shit in their yard. Uh, Sandoval, in his yard. And the Brock is like, yeah, I'll build it for you, mate. Anyways. Um, so anyways, whatever. These fucking guys, like, axed our book. And so we made payback. Because, you know, we're girls. We're homemakers. We're going to make brownies, right? For the boys. So we make brownies. Well, in the emergency pack is some X-Lax. I guess because you're camping. So, Holly, you would die. It's seven days without shower, bathroom, laundry, fucking nothing. Fresh water. Your fresh water is from the lake. You need to drink your water from the lake. Okay? But, you know, I'm a teenager. share. We don't know any better. Uh, but they had X-Lax, I guess, in case, like, maybe the elders needed to, like, really get one out so we found the x-lax and we made the fucking brownies like good little girls that we were we're like here you go here guys here boys here's your brownies and the pastor starts shitting his brains out and blah blah blah. nobody knew anything it was our payback it was a nice payback oh my god it worked out it worked out we didn't have to sit around the circle reading like bible passages like Kumbaya, my love. And the, the boys were so pissed because we didn't have to join them. But, you know, we're just fucking smarter. Sorry. We read ahead, motherfucker. <laughs> um, for, like, for my camp at school, we, we had to go to Catalina. And, um, oh, there, you know, there was, well, like... that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And we had to stay in the... You know, like, those, like, little tent things they have over there? They're, like, the little canvas tent things. Yeah, the tent cabins. Mm-hmm. But I love those. Yeah, that was us roughing it. Um, and <laughs> so there was like girl cabins and boy cabins, obviously. Well, um, I decided, I, I think this was like eighth grade or something. No, maybe it was sixth grade. I don't know. But um, everybody, everybody had flashlights. And so, you know, when it was dark out there, I would moon out the tent. Like, you know, so then like the boys would flashlight and my butt would be out the tent. Well, um, this like ridiculous PE teacher, this, his name was Gary. He caught me. And so, um, 
I was like, oh my god, Ron and Diane are going to kill me for mooning and putting my naked butt out of the window, and so boys are shining their light on it. I'm going to be so busted. So I was like, Gary, come on, you can't tell my parents, like, just punish me or something here, you know? So um, he made me go. It was me and some and one other girl. He made us go into, like, this little creek. There was, like, a creek that ran next to the... Um, next to the tents and there was like um like chicken wire in it for some reason it must have been like a man-made little thing or something i don't know but so we had to go into the creek and stand there and he left us out there for like a long time and we had to stand in the creek so that's my little story and he never told my parents so i had to i was like shitting myself thinking that i was gonna get busted for mooning and he never told them so that was good you're very lucky because i'm so lucky My lucky story was Europe, and I don't, uh, I don't think I should tell this story. Probably too soon. Oh. <laughs> well, it's a very lucky... Uh, we'll just say we're going to call your parents, and that was more of a danger than me being arrested in an Italian prison <gasps> for being a spy for Gaddafi. What? I was more in fear of them telling my parents I had, like, sex with someone. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, I was held. I was held for, like, four hours. Oh, my gosh. For being held for, like, a spy for being Gaddafi. I'm like, yeah, I'm aging myself right now. But that did, that did happen. But, yeah, this lady just, she's like, this is supposed to happen. Like, like you said. Catalina chaperones, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had plenty of camp life. It, hey, Minnesota people, Shores of St. Andrew, anyone? Oh my god, that place is so fucking scary when I think about it now. So it's just like this, you know, we're not extremist religious, it's like Lutheran. Like, hey, I was like Catholic, Lutheran, whatever. We go to this camp, which is great. It's like Lutherans are very loose and whatever. Well, you Minnesota people, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's different here. It I is. Never... I don't know why you're like that. That it, whenever you tell me that, it's so weird. I know. You always think that it's weird here. I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, because in Minnesota, it's very. It's probably like the loosest, most relaxed religion in Minnesota. But uh... I mean, it's just very, <laughs> like I don't. I don't think that it's like anything weird or anything but it's just a little it's like stricter than how you explain it oh we see i didn't have any restrictions whatsoever like like i there was other people like catholics have really strict things right yeah yeah and then there was like this my biggest the biggest church in my town catholic church and my church which is lutheran hugest most of you know biggest domination but then there's like smaller churches like baptists and like those are the people that can't dance can't wear watches and you're like oh i think of them like oh sister wise like weird shit right you always thought oh that's weird Mm." or like southern baptist where you can't like sing or dance or what i always thought that shit was weird um but I did go to this camp, this like you know Bible camp, whatever. It's more a summer camp. Like, and my parents was like, oh, she she gets to bond with other kids from other areas, and they play sports, and we did. 
basically all we did was play tetherball, volleyball, kayak, water sports, blah, blah, blah. But then you would get around a campfire and you would sing like literally would do kumbaya and pass it on and whatever, just church songs. That's fine. But then they would always, <laughs> this is, this is a weird shit. And I don't think they meant it this way. I really don't. But it always, even as a young child, because I went to this camp from like third grade to sixth grade. So like, you know, age nine to 12, whatever. And I went for four years. And you know, have your arts and craft, whatever. But every night we'd be on our, around the campfire and then it was on the lake and on the lake, they would set this cross on fire. And I was like, I think it was more like, you know, for Jesus or whatever. But I always thought as a young child, because I'm, I'm from a small town, but I was like not from, it was from like, I don't know, educated parents or but I just always, I just knew like shit meant bad shit. And I thought, this is, this seems wrong. A, a, a burning cross seems wrong, right? And it was like always a burning cross every night on the lake. And I'm like, this seems weird to me. It seems like KKK-ish. And it wasn't. The camp was not that. It wasn't. But it just seemed weird to let a, let a cross on fire every night on the lake. It just, it always struck me as odd. I don't know. Are you still there? Hello? Oh, shit. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I must have did been... Did you mute yourself? I think I did it on accident. I didn't... No, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I thought... I'm like, oh, God. I lost her. Do you know... Do you know a girl named Robin Flint? <laughs> No. <laughs> you don't? Did you just hear what I said, though? About the weird burning cross <laughs> on the fire on the lake? I'm like, it I seems can... really wrong. <laughs> like, visually, I knew as a child, I was like 10 years old. I'm like, visually, this seems wrong <laughs> to me. And I'm like, uh, I, I, it wasn't a KKK place, I promise you that. I've never but seen a cross burn in my life. It just seems really wrong to me. And I'm like, okay, there was no, none of that. It was a diverse camp, but I just, it seemed wrong to me at the time. And, you know, whatever. There was none of that. It was a diverse camp. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> diverse. Okay, there's probably like, you know. <laughs> It's, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about fucking Minnesota, okay? Yeah, okay. It was, and it was in northern Minnesota also, okay? Near the Boundary Waters. Oh my gosh. Very problematic, but, you know, I knew at a young age. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. That is so funny. But honestly, truly, that wasn't the intent of the... That wasn't the... I still know. I'll still... Def- like, that... I think they were just like, "Hey, let's celebrate Jesus and illuminate him." It was had it had nothing to do with that shit. Unfortunately for me, I knew like that burning cross meant something, and I'm like, I think these these guys running this fucking camp are too like dumb fucking shits. 
they don't fucking get like this is problematic yeah. i don't think they understood the tie-in like it was it was before the time like before you like hey this is problematic you know like um uh ariana and sheena were just talking about this about oh you know lala or whatever she was saying it's like uh this is problematic it's like kind of before the, before the time you thought like okay they didn't mean to be like a okay a burning cross that in me represents like kkk and horrible shit i don't think they were meaning to do that i think they were meaning to do like some like oh let's everyone see like i think they're just being ignorant and not aware and and dumb but i don't know whatever sorry (laughs) okay let's um i'm gonna play another voicemail from diane smith here we go Hey guys, I love you and thank you so much. And this is Diane Smith, and my question for you is, what do you want for tomorrow? If you could wish anything for tomorrow, what would it be? Thanks. Okay, so her question was, I think, if you could have anything tomorrow, if you could wish for anything tomorrow, what would it be? Okay. Well, I'm going to double up on this with Jacob's last question of what's your perfect day? Holly and Sarah, what's your idea of a perfect day and or other things that you like to do most? So what I wrote, my perfect day, sleep in two cups of coffee, two cups of Pete's French roast with half and half, read a book for an hour in the yard, go for a walk or to a pool to hang out, then barbecue and cook, have some friends over, friends, family over with a fire and hang out, spend some quality alone time with my man, Lala Sal, my man. Um, Then when they all pass out, I'm magically transported to a casino where I gamble all night and win. Oh With my! Holly. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but also, if I win, I will um, alleviate everybody's lost wages and make everyone okay. Like I love what Tom and Tom are doing with the cameo. Like Tom said on uh, Sheena's podcast, Tom and Tom did seventy-three cameos that day. At 150 bucks a pop, and they were going to use all of that to pay for the TomTom wages. So, hey, if every fucking owner or anyone fucking Lisa sell a fucking Bentley did something like that, if they can, if they're in a position to, a lot of these small business owners can't. I mean, I would love to sit here and do cameos all day and give back to everybody, but no one wants to hire me to do one. No, but I'm saying if I won, <laughs> if I won, and Jacob asked my ideal day, if I won on the casino, hundred percent, everything, all of you, like get in line. You're there. You're there. Who needs it? Who needs it? Like who's been out without pay? I'm not saying who needs it. Who wants it? It's like who's been out without pay? If I won a fucking jackpot. 
I wouldn't take it for myself. If I was still employed and able to make my basic needs, if I want a jackpot, hey, who has been without pay? There you go. Yeah. Just saying. Like, that's an ideal world. Um, yes, I did incorporate casino into that, but I'm incorporate casino because, A, you said an ideal day, and that's my pleasure, and that's always too. But also, I'm saying if I win, and, hey, bonus, literally, if I win the jackpot, and the world's fucking ending, whatever, the world doesn't have to end. I'm just saying, like, if I still have the luxury of being employed and being paid and you've been without a paycheck for three weeks and you've been out with a hey that's what the jackpot's for that's called fucking a sign from the universe or karma or god whatever you want to fucking believe I believe that is like the point totally yeah just saying um, if I could wish for anything that could happen tomorrow, I don't even know what to say. I mean, obviously, like, with what's going on right now, I would say that, like, all of this is over. Um, that would be my, my biggest thing. Like, I just, or, like, not even that it, like, is over, but just that there's, like, some sort of, like, I don't know. I it's everything's just so confusing and the media is like crazy. Like I just I just wish that like things could be more black and white and there could be like some sort of like timeline on everything, but I know that that's impossible right now, but that's like the it's most just testing us. thing. It's testing us. Have faith in whatever your faith is, just in the earth, humanity, God, whatever your faith is, just have faith and trust and But our whole economy okay. is just going to shit. Like I, I, I can't I can't oh, just relax. Trust me. Like I'm like worried about you. you. Like I don't want you to go to the store with your kids because it's a fucking pain in the ass anyways, but let alone this. But yeah, worried like, yeah, okay, it's gonna all trickle down. Yeah. If my customers are in freeze, then I'm on freeze and yes. 100% get it just like Chad but we don't have any control over I it. I know, I know. We just gotta rally. And then like my perfect day like I was trying to think of something just now to be like as creative as Sarah's was but this is like gonna sound horrible but my best day like that I could plan right now. I pictured at the Hyatt in Huntington Beach which is gorgeous if you're ever coming well, to Huntington Beach you should cool. you should stay there um I would get a room there and alone <laughs> <laughs> and I would go in there pull the curtains sleep for like a solid I don't know like 12 hours let's say just sleep like n- just absolutely silently sleep wake up take a shower or they have an awesome bathtub there too maybe i'd throw in you know a couple of those cbd bath bombs come out put on a cute outfit something clean and nice that doesn't look like a disgusting outfit that i have in my house and then i would walk around play on my phone not be interrupted maybe i don't know call okay yeah you know what call i don't know you know what guess What? what That's achievable because guess what happened last week? What? Michaela did all of that. She did? Oh. 
she slapped and slapped and slapped. She ran. She listened to shit uninterrupted. She had her heyday. Guess what? That could be yours too. I mean, like I feel like I feel like um like that is going to be my reward like at the other end of this. So like I like that is my silver lining. That is my hope. That is like my light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I know it's coming. Well, I I want you to feel comfortable when you're comfortable, but you know, I can offer that to you as well, but you just need to feel comfortable when you're comfortable cuz I get the whole thing right now. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. But you know, I have been like very healthy and running fucking stairs and shit. So not going to, but I got it. But when you're ready, I got you for your break. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Okay. um, I want to, yeah. Okay, go on. Okay, let's do fuck, marry, kill, Joe Exotic, Jeff Lowe, Carol Baskin. Now, have you watched Tiger King? Yes. Have you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Shockingly, we're on the same page. <laughs> what's what's yours? Um Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. I married um Carol cuz I'll be money killed uh Jeff Lowe cuz he fucking douchebag, swindler, hustler, don't believe a word of his shit. And yeah, guess what? I fucked uh, Joe uh, or Tiger King because no no attraction, love is country voice, but I've heard through my own Facebook because I have a lot of Seattle people and they're like, oh, they found out that like he contracted um, Seattle people to write and record his songs and he just lip synced. So everyone's saying, like, Randall's like, he should have been a country artist. I'm like, I agreed. Julia was watching it with me. She's like, he should be a... I'm like, I think he should be a great country artist. I, lo- I actually loved his song. Especially here, Kitty Kitty. Fucking loved it. But no, but his other songs... <laughs> His other songs were actually legit, and he sounds fantastic. You know why he sounds fucking fantastic? Because he hired studio recorders in Seattle. And I mean, writer... how amazing is that? It's amazing. Amazing. So I'll fuck him just for the fucking effort of that and kill Jeff Lowe because I don't trust that. I never trusted that motherfucker from the get-go, and he's a shitty... Who in fucking 2017 is wearing affliction. Okay? A shady motherfucking swindler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then, would you marry Carol? Because, well, she's got the money. <laughs> I, um, I killed Jeff, married Joe, and fucked Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going between the team but you know if you watch the credits like you know Joe is now going with Peta and the you know alright he's rough he's rough if I if I could have said like could I fuck uh, Finley or Maldonado um, 
Finley uh, post teeth, not pre teeth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Got you. <laughs> oh my god, totally. Um, Sarah, do you think we should do part two of um, this episode? Because I think we're hitting, we're going into three hours. I know. I already looked at my phone and I was like, oh, I think we're going to have to do part two. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I am down to do it any, like, we'll get it done quick though, you guys. Like, we'll do, we'll record this episode. Like, we have the whole weekend open, so, um, we could totally do part two, but I just don't want to make this too long. Yeah. I'm putting a line right now on the question where we stopped, because we are going in order of questions, although some jumped ahead, but yeah, got it. Totally. So if you still want to add one, you can join our Facebook group and find the little question, um, panel and you can add a question because we're not done awesome cool thanks okay bye everybody bye